The men were arrested in the early hours of Saturday morning. 34-year-old Israel Khan from Luton and a man from Bradford have appeared before Luton magistrates charged with conspiracy to supply. Wickham District Council are proposing to charge Muslim families an extra £300 for burials due to mistakes they've made. The authority purchased 66 concrete burial chambers and planted them ready for use to replace the more expensive metal vaults. However, the distance between the vaults is so small, people can't access each grave without stepping onto other vaults, which is against the Islamic faith. Inspectors from the health regulator have exposed a catalogue of failings at some GP practices. The Care Quality Commission review of over 900 practices said there were too many basic failings, including drugs stored incorrectly and rooms so dirty they had maggots. The Chief Inspector of General Practice at the CQC is Professor Steve Field. If we don't find uh, any improvement, then we do have enforcement action. We will not tolerate very poor and dangerous practice, and we have had to take action already. Firefighters in Milton Keynes say yesterday morning's house fire in Coffee Hall should act as a wake-up call to people without smoke alarms. Three people were trapped in an upstairs bedroom, two jumped to safety, one of them breaking a leg, and the third was rescued by firefighters. There was no, there were no smoke detectors in the house. The alarm was raised by neighbours. British dance group The Prodigy have been named as the third headline act for next year's Sonosphere Festival at Nebworth in Hertfordshire. The Prodigy will play on Friday, July the 4th, followed by... By Iron Maiden on Saturday night and Metallica closing the festival on Sunday. In sport, Arsenal have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League, but as group runners-up after losing 2-0 away to Napoli, Chelsea topped their group after a 1-0 home win over Stoya Bucharest. The weather mist and fog should gradually lift during this morning, mainly dry later but staying cloudy, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties we're coming to towns and villages all across our counties bbc three counties radio's big tour of beds hearts and bucks town the market but then that's been here for years there's always somewhere to go and plenty of places to move all this week in biggleswade there's everything you want here really it's clean and nice and pleasant and quite cheerful the big tour of beds hearts and bucks bbc three counties radio BBC Three Counties Radio. Very, very busy show this morning. Lots that I think you'll want to talk about as well. If you're gay, don't worry. You can be cured. You can be cured. Some people actually believe this. There are therapists out there that think they can cure homosexualities. Well, MPs will today attempt to bring them into line, or maybe straighten them out is perhaps a better phrase. Are you gay? Would you want to be, in inverted commas, cured? And if you're straight, what do you think about this? Does it sound ridiculous? In Wickham, the District Council has put Muslim graves so close together, the only way to get to your relative's resting place is by trampling all over someone else's grave. Now, it's a big no-no to most of us. I remember being told off when I was a kid by my mum for standing on someone's grave. It's completely taboo in Islam. Oh, and it's going to cost the families more to put it right. 
And good news for people threatened with eviction in Luton. Intrigued? Well, then you weren't listening properly to what Simon was banging on about because he told you the answers, you muppets. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. A new bill will be outlined today in an attempt to regulate a controversial therapy which claims to turn gay people straight. Last year, a Chorleywood therapist, Leslie Pilkington, was struck off for not uh, uh, not for attempting sexual orientation change efforts or soche, but for the way she did it. She told the disciplinary hearing, we say everybody is heterosexual, but some people have a homosexual problem. Nobody is born gay, it's environmental, it's in the upbringing. Well, do give us a call on your, your thoughts on this. 08459 455 555. Mrs Pilkington told us at the time that the establishment was trying to stop therapists working within a Christian framework. Her case was backed by the Christian Legal Centre. Its chief executive, Andrea Williams, joins me now. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning. Why did your organisation step in on this therapist's behalf? Because we very much uh, believe that what she's trying to do is compassionate and caring and really quite the opposite from the sort of thing that you just outlined there. This idea, this notion, she would never use the language, nor would we, of turning gay people straight. What she did... The language she uses, we say everybody is heterosexual, but some people have a homosexual problem. She's called it a problem. What she does, what she does, what she says um, is this, that people come to her... And they, many people come to her, and what they ask, uh, they, they're saying, I do, we don't want to live in this homosexual lifestyle. And there are many people that don't want to live in a homosexual lifestyle. And they want to be able to move away from that. That's what counselling does. And are we really so, saying... So it is a problem. Who, Homosexuality so, so is a problem. It is. So, for instance, Mike, uh, Mike Davidson of Core Issues Trust. Who we'll be um, speaking to later on in the show. Who we'll be speaking to later on. Um, he was married. He had two children. And he wanted to stay within that marriage because he loved his wife. Why, 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 what, I don't, what's, what, he was gay, was he? He would identify himself as having gay feelings. He wouldn't, he wouldn't actually, you see, the thing is, again, with what we've allowed is for a certain vociferous lobby in our society today to say, to give, not to actually deprive people of choices. So Mike Davidson would say, yes, I've, like many people, many people at very, at different points in their life, perhaps growing up, have experienced Possibly fleeting, sometimes more than fleeting, feelings of of same same sex. And there's nothing wrong with that, is there? And, and the, but the point is, no. The point about this is there anything wrong many, with that? Is, is that many people, many people who feel uh, that hmm. way, do not want to live. Okay. Do not want to identify. But there's nothing as wrong with those. There's nothing wrong with those feelings, is there? Well, we all feel many different things about many di- uh, about lots of things. But actually, what very op- that we don't always need to act on those feelings, and many people don't want okay. to act on those feelings. But again, the question: There's nothing wrong with those feelings, is there? If you're attracted to the same sex, there's nothing wrong with that, or is there? Well, that's but part of being attracted uh, to, to, to some, somebody else is just the part of being human. But you may not no. want to attract them. So I'm a ma- I'm a married woman. It wouldn't be right to me no. for me to if I had feelings okay. for another man to act on those feelings. I, I, the question again, though, there's, there's nothing wrong with being attracted uh, to someone of the same sex, is there? Or is there? Well, 
Um, I, I, I've just I've just said that it's part of human life to feel attracted to various people, but it's not always the right thing to act upon those attractions. So, uh, as I've said, um, I'm a married woman. If I felt okay. attraction towards another man, it wouldn't be right okay. for me to act on those feelings. Not talking about acting. I'm just asking the, the specific question, Andrew, if you don't mind. Is there anything wrong, in your opinion, with being attracted to someone of the same sex? I've, I've answered that. No, I've, you haven't. I've, you haven't. I have. I have. I have, answer, I have answered that. I'd say that. That actually, what we're dealing with. Um, c- c- in that case, maybe I'm being. Can I just no, say the walk, um, no, very quickly, Andrew. I would like to talk about this bill. I know you would. Talk, and, and we will get to the bill. We will get to the, the bill. Code must Andrea, a prohibition Andrea, gay straight therapy. Andrea. Yeah. We will talk about that in a second, don't we? We've got plenty of time. But just uh, maybe I'm being silly at the, the nine minutes past six. I'm, I'm misunderstanding your answer. Just a simple yes or no. Is there something wrong with being attracted to someone of the same sex? Yes or no. What I'm saying, and I've said this, uh, yes no? as human beings, we experience many and various attractions. I'm talking specifically about a sexual attraction to someone of the same sex. Is there something wrong with that, yes or no? It may be part of something that happens to somebody, but the point is whether or not they then act upon it. Okay. So if they act upon it, that's when it becomes a problem. What the Bible says is that all, all sex outside of marriage... Um, is contrary to God's purpose. Gay people can marry now. So if you're a gay couple that, that's married, uh, if you act upon your, your uh, sexual attraction to someone else, is that a problem? Well, Jesus would say it was so, yes. Where does he say that in the Bible? Um, he, well, he outlines quite clearly in Matthew 19 that marriage is between a man and a woman mm. and that a man and a woman should leave their parents and cleave to one another. Mm. And then that, and essentially, you know, our marriage rights say this, that what God has put together, that man should not put asunder, and then it's in a, man, a man and a woman together. And it's not two men and it's not two women. And we can't, we can't just think in 21st century Britain, oh, let's redefine marriage, let's suddenly make it, um, make it to be what we want it to be. So you do think that there's, there's, you do think that being gay is, is a problem and is wrong. So that you believe that these therapists can cure people. How do they go about doing it? Um, listen, listen we, the, the bill says the code must include a prohibition on gay to straight therapy. That is tyrannical. That lacks compassion for people that actually want to mm. choose to change. It's a tyrannical bill. It's interesting you mentioned. Nobody here is saying we are not saying. That people who are—we're not saying that people who are gay shouldn't um, shouldn't—they uh, shouldn't practice or, or do whatever or do whatever according you to just, the law. You just That's did. Not, no, I'm I'm saying. Well, you I'm, mentioned the bill being tyrannical, but surely the, what you've just state, stated about uh, we can't change the definition law, no, of marriage. Law, I'm talking about the law here. I'm talking okay. about the, what but the law is actually saying. The law, the law currently. Okay. But, but you're, you're saying the law is tyrannical. But then surely some people might consider, and you mentioned lobbying groups. Some people might might consider what you're saying is is tyrannical and, and bullying. Well, this bill is tyrannical and bullying. I know. I know. Because, uh, in your opinion, this, this, uh, some I'm people might say agreed, what you're saying. I'm glad that you've agreed um, that this. No, I'm saying in your, I'm not. I'm not agreed, did, Andrea. Did, did you not agree that? No, Andrea. Do you not agree that people who are experiencing? Um, do you not agree um, that people who are experiencing? unwanted same-sex feelings and want to move away from them for whatever reason, perhaps because they want to stay with their wife and their children. So that these, Are you these saying are that these people should not be able to access counselling? Are you really being that tyrannical? Are you, Andrew, are you, you keep throwing the tyrannical word around, yet you've ignored the point that I just raised, that some people would consider what you're saying uh, to be um, bullying, to be tyrannical and to be homophobic. I'm not homophobic at all, because actually what the Bible says... What Jesus says um, um, is that um, 
each one of us is made perfectly in God's image. I would... Each one of us is loved by him. Gay or straight. And the best practice... And that's beautiful. The way in which to live... Um, and the way in which to have full sexual expression is within um, the marriage of a man and a woman. That all sex outside of marriage is is not for his purposes. So that's a very clear statement. But what about it's people? Certainly not, it's certainly not pre- uh, prejudicial against what? people who have homosexual feelings. What about? Oh, it's, 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 it's got a very it's a very clear mandate. What for how about? You should live. I would suggest that if, I would suggest that if a gay person is married and has had children, then. How well, can a gay person be married? How can you just rewrite you, marriage? You, no, the I'm saying, I'm talking, try, Andrea, Andrea, you're not listening. Andrea, you're not listening. make it marriage. Andrea, you're not listening. You, you yourself have brought up examples of, of uh, people who have gay feelings who are married to women and have children. I would suggest that they have, they have bigger issues than can be fixed by a few counselling sessions. And I think it's a little bit unfair on the wife and unfair on, on uh, the, the children. But what about the well, gay no, you people? Should ask. Certainly, certainly Mike's wife and his children are delighted. That he's gay? That that he has stayed with them and that he's not gay at all. He doesn't identify. He okay. doesn't identify as. He does not identify as. He's gay. been cured. He has moved away from his unwanted same-sex attractions. Okay. But you what are about using you? You are using the language of cure. You are using loaded. Well, you are using loaded it's, it's, language. It's been described by Leslie Pilkington as a homosexual problem. And if, and if you don't go to therapy well, to change... Not, I mean, you may well want to play me, play me the clip back, and I'd like to hear the context of that, but I've... We say everybody... Leslie, I've listened to Leslie we on many say occasions, and we, she is a loving, here, she, here is her quote, woman. Andrea. We say everybody she is... She has a gay a son who um, identifies as gay. Ah, she knows what it is. Ah, interesting. We, here's a quote. We say everybody is heterosexual, but some people have a homosexual problem. So she's using the language of it, of it being... Problematic. What about the gay people who don't want to uh, become straight? What about those people? Gay people who um, people who act who actually what they do is they do not act on the feelings. They do not act on their feelings that they may have. And and but, the, and but gay people who are gay who identify themselves as gay and are, are more than happy to stay gay. What, what about those people? Well, we're not interfering with those people. That's, what I was, that's the point I was trying to make before you interrupted me earlier. That we're, the people that want... We're not trying to impose therapy upon anybody. What, what you're trying to do is shut down therapy for those people who, for whatever reason, want, want to, to not to act upon their feelings, that want to live a heterosexual lifestyle, or perhaps want to live a celibate lifestyle. You said for an interesting thing there. You said a really interesting thing, Andrew, yeah. if I can. Yeah, uh, people who, who don't want to um, live and act on their feelings. And that's what it's all about. It's their feelings. And people can pretend to be of a different sexual orientation, can't they? But can you really uh, change someone's sexual orientation, do you think? Mike Davidson is... And we'll speak delighted. to Mike later on, but in your opinion... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, abs- absolutely. Absolutely, people can change their orientation. It's absolutely possible to change orientation, to, tra- to change actions, to okay. align feelings to actions. Absolutely possible. Of course Andrew? it is. Because this is the big myth. This is the big myth of the gay lobby. It's a big myth that we are born gay. Andrew, we have to end it there. Thank you very much for your time. Fascinating stuff. Well, you heard Andrea Williams there, chief executive of the Christian Legal Centre, believes that you can change your sexual orientation v- via therapy. 08459 455 555. Gay or straight? What do you think? Can you? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning in Borehamwood. Brook Road is closed at Spring Road for emergency repairs to a burst water main. Harpenden's looking especially slow on the sensors this morning. Uh, that's on the high street in both directions around Station Road. And it is still a foggy morning today, but less so than the last couple of days. The M40 looking quite thick around junctions 4 and 5. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Right, it's 6.17. It's Thursday the 12th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the M1 to four lanes, but now they've been bought by the council. Inspectors from the health regulator have exposed a catalogue of failing at some GP practices. The Care Quality Commission review of over 900 practices said there were too many basic failings, including drugs stored incorrectly and rooms so dirty they had maggots. In sport, Arsenal have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League, but as group runners up after losing 2-0 away to Napoli. So, can you cure homosexuality? Let's phrase it slightly differently. Can you change someone's sexual orientation? And would you want it changed? 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... Going from the saint to, to Bond was rather like a diamond being put into a much more expensive, intricate setting. I believe women have affairs because they seek love and affirmation. So, you know, my marriage went wrong and I had an affair, but I would not have done that had I not been unhappy, I think. I left school wanting to be a magician, but my mother wouldn't let me because my auntie Maureen was in show business and she was a naughty lady. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man walks down the street, he says, Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Melly, Beer Melly, get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty. Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street, he says, Why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and all my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? Get ducked back down the alley with some roly poly little bat faced girl. All along, along, there were incidents and accidents, there were hints and allegations. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, and Betty, when you call me.
doesn't speak language, he holds no currency, he is a foreign man, he is surrounded by the sound, the sound, cattle in the marketplace, scatterings and orphanages, he looks around, around, he sees angels in the architecture, spinning in infinity, he says, amen, hallelujah, if you be my bodyguard, to be uh, the, that's the best video of all time isn't it isn't it the best video of all time whoa what's going on there guys what it's, happens in it well Chevy Chase is in it Chevy Chase is Paul Simon and uh, Paul Simon is Chevy Chase's bodyguard and then Chevy Chase plays the trumpet well well he mimes the best video of all time Doesn't Where, what better than the opposites good. attract Paula Abdul and that cat oh for goodness sakes get can we get where's Dealey I need Dealey to back me up on this. Let's get Dealey. I'll speak to him after half past six. I want Dealey, A, to back me up on this, and B, to, he can go out and find out what people think is the best video of all time. Pop video. Do they still like show videos on MTV now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. Aha, take on me. Brilliant. Uh, it's not bad. No, it's great. It's not bad. I, I would suggest, though, that... Dennis, that was the best video of all time, isn't it? Yes. Dennis agrees. I agree with done. anything you say this morning. Thank you, Dennis. If you do, you can have your wife back at five past nine. Thank you very much. Now, what did you call in for, Dennis? Because I think you were on a sticky wicket with that young lady oh. arguing about homosexuality. That was... She a... was so, so soaked in the Bible, you couldn't tell her anything. That was Andrea Williams, the uh, Christian Legal Centre's yeah, chief executive. Right. Sticky well, wicket, yes. name was, but yes. she was soaked in so much in the Bible, you wouldn't be able to change her phone, no matter what she said. Oh, no, I, and I, I wouldn't expect her at all. I enjoyed oh. the debate. What, do, do you think she's right, though, that homosexuals can be... Uh, someone's sexual orientation can be changed via therapy? Well, if she's right, then I'd be terrified because I'm a raging heterosexual and I should hate to be turned into anything else. You get very... You get right the life out of you, me. You never get any group saying, uh, yeah, we can, listen, we can, we can cure straight people yeah. and we can turn them gay. No. It, it's all a bit one-sided, this traffic. A bit no, one way. It, it's, no, I'm, I'm sorry, she's ridiculous. She's ridiculous. She, there's no way that you can do that. It is difficult, isn't it, when, when you are uh, discussing something with someone who is quoting the Bible, that there is very little leeway. Yes. Very little leeway. No, well, the, the trouble with the Bible is, of course, it was written generations ago. It's been changed so many times into so many different languages. After all, the Bible that she's punching is the James Bible. 
So we've not changed it since St. James, since King James. Dennis, I've got to keep it short this morning, so we've got a lot to cram in, but thank you as always. 08459 455 555. Now, Muslim families in Wickham could be charged an extra £300 to bury their dead thanks to a council muff-up. The district council has installed 66 concrete burial chambers to replace the more expensive metal vaults. The trouble is, the distance between them is so small, you can only access your relative's grave by stepping on someone else's, which is a strict no-no in Islam. Well, our reporter Sophie Soleri has been investigating the problem with the help of her dad. Oh, hello, I'm Sophie's dad. I am a Muslim. And, uh, what was your question? Beneath the ground in front of us lay 66 concrete burial chambers ready to be used. Mm -hmm. But they're not in use. We can see now Mm -hmm. there is no one here. No, just you and I. And that is because of how they're situated. So underneath the ground, the distance between the vaults are Mm -hmm. too small. Mm -hmm. They're like an inch apart. So people can't reach the graves without stepping Ah, on the other graves. Why is this a problem, Dad? Right, okay. I can tell you from the religious point of view, uh, in Islam, it's forbidden, in fact, to step over or trample the graves. You've got some paper in front of you. Have you got some quotes? Well, I have. It's in, uh, according to the Hadith, the Prophet said, it's easier for me to put my foot on a sharp sword than to put a foot on the grave of a Muslim. Right. Okay. Then in another Hadith, he says, I would prefer to put my foot on burning fire, so much so, that it burns my shoe and reaches my feet than putting my foot on the grave of a Muslim. So what would make the situation better then? Well, they should have path between the graves so that people can walk between the graves. Right. Yeah. It's a beautiful setting though. Yeah, would exactly. you like to be buried here? I wouldn't mind at all. It's a beautiful place and I wouldn't mind to be buried here, no. What are we going to do about the, the distance of the graves, though? As long as you don't step over my grave, that'd be fine. But that means we have to dig them back up again, because underneath here are the mm. vaults. Vault? They're, They're already uh, built underneath. Graves? Yeah, Why? underneath. What the... OK. Well, there shouldn't be any problem, really. Yeah. As long as... Yeah, they can be vaults. No, no. once the person is buried, I don't think he'll be dug out. Uh, dug Not out buried. Grave. People aren't in there. Oh, OK. What's the vault? A vault, a vault is the grave. Mm. Dad, you're smoking a pipe now. You have to concentrate on the report. Yeah. <laughs> Mum, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, I'm just here to see what it's all about. What? She can't. You think it's a joke? Yeah. They are too close together. With the graves? Yes. That's fine. That's no problem. You can walk side by... Um, you can walk between the graves. There isn't going to be enough room between the graves, is there? See, there's, it's, even if it's a small path of the... Uh, you won't be able to go to your own grave. Oh, no, that's not allowed. They should have... Uh, uh, if, if the grave is in the line, you should have the access to it. Right. Thanks for clearing without, that up. Without trampling over them. Dad. Do they have to be here? It's on the radio. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to come out. I'm going to sound fool. I'm really glad to hear that Sophie and her family were t- treating that story with the respect it deserves. Uh, unfortunately, Wickham Council were unavailable to talk to us today, but they sent us a statement which, which is, is too long to read. So, there you go. If, if you're going to send a statement, make it decent, please. Make it a decent length. Or just come on. Come on. 08459 455 555. If you're gay, you can be turned straight via therapy. We'll speak to a gentleman later on who claims he had gay feelings... But they got in the way of his relationship with his wife and kids. He managed to turn straight. 
08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Boreham Wood, Brook Road is closed at Spring Road for emergency repairs to a burst water main. And in Luton, the A505 eastbound, that's heading into the centre of town, looking slow on the sensors. Public transport First Capital Connect, the Hartford Loop is suspended. That's between Watton at Stone and Alexandra Palace because of electricity problems. Tickets are being accepted on London Underground and Greater Anglia. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. People living near Junction 11, 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the M1 to four lanes, but now they've been bought by the council. Two men have been arrested in Luton after heroin with an estimated street value of £40 million was found crammed into a Jaguar car. And firefighters in Milton Keynes say yesterday morning's house fire in Coffee Hall should act as a wake-up call to people Without smoke alarms, three people were trapped in an upstairs bedroom, two jumped to safety, one of them breaking a leg, and the third was rescued by firefighters. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Arsenal have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League, but as group runners-up after losing 2-0 away to Napoli, here's manager Arsene Wenger. To finish second makes the potential draw more difficult. In the last four or five years... uh, we had always very difficult draw. Maybe this time we'll be a bit luckier. Chelsea topped their group after a 1-0 home win over Stoy Bucharest. Elsewhere, Celtic were thrashed 6-1 away to Barcelona. So Arsenal and Chelsea joined Manchester United and Manchester City in the last 16 draw on Monday. Luton have received extra seat tickets for the Boxing Day trip to Barnet, which is all ticket for Hatters fans. Over 1,200 tickets have already been sold from the original allocation of nearly 1,500. England cricket captain Alistair Cook says there won't be wholesale changes to the way his side approach the third Ashes test against Australia in Perth which starts tomorrow morning. England 2-0 down in the series must avoid defeat to stay in the series. You never change the way you approach the game. You, you, know, you wouldn't say, well, because we're 2-0 down we have to change the way we play because that means you wouldn't be doing anything right at Brisbane. You know, you'd be changing the way and I think that's a dangerous thing and just because it's a do-or-die game I don't think that changes it. But what is important is you know, we focus on very short period to the game, you know, trying to win every little bit we can. And that's all we can control. And Bedford School have four former pupils in the Cambridge University squad for this afternoon's varsity match against Oxford at Twickenham. Will Briggs will captain Cambridge alongside Sam Farmer and Harry Peck with Ilya Chesarov among the replacements. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Always love you, Just. Oh, I'll always love you too, Ian. Thank you, oh, brother. Oh, it's emotional. Catherine, I like you. Yeah. Got a lot of respect for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're here to do the newspapers. Uh, Shirley, we'll be with you in a second. All right, Ian. You, you, you've been booked in. You booked in yesterday to join us in the newspapers. I did. Very excited. All right, stay there. We'll, we'll be with you. It's exciting. Shirley's booked in. She's, this is how popular this slot is becoming with, um, with people called Shirley. Shells. What do you want, Just? Well, you were talking about music videos, weren't you? Yes, I was. The you greatest were... video of all time is You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simons. You see, the thing is, recently, I'd say probably in the last, what, two or three weeks, you, you've turned a corner for me. Yeah. You've started talking a lot of sense. Thank but you. today, what? that's gone. What? What on earth are you talking about? How can that be the greatest music video of all time? Chevy Chase sitting on a chair miming a song. Yeah, yeah. it's simple, it's basic, and that's it's none of this no. your fancy special effects. Chevy Chase pretending to be Paul Simon, Paul Simon pretending to be a tough bodyguard. He's yeah. four foot nine, for goodness <laughs> sakes. And then yeah. the bit where it, where um, the trumpet gets whipped out and is oh, it's just no, marvellous. No, you are talking absolute rubbish. There is only one. There is only one music video. That being Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer oh, with the oh, graphics. Yes. Fantastic. For goodness sakes, my, I could do better stop motion animation than that rubbish. Yeah, cost an absolute was, fortune. And it was the olden days. People hadn't done it before. You're saying yeah. it, it cost an absolute fortune. Well, that's yes. the thing. You see, any video that has special effects in mm. dates the sledgehammer song a, it's a very very poor song and b <laughs> what b the oh. video it, it has dated at the time yeah for like 20 minutes we all thought oh yeah that's cool and then we watched morph it's not very good uh, the paul simon is um is timeless well let me give you one more then one Go one on. other video which is better than paul simon Go on, Justin, and it hasn't got one. any snazzy effects and you know it's always been my fantasy to get on that boat duran duran rio <laughs> that is much better than paul simon that was the invention of what I like to call yacht rock. Yes, it's it was just, fantastic. It's just rich, good-looking boys on a boat with hot girls. Who doesn't like that? Justin, could you go out and find out what, what uh, the people of Beds, Hearts and Bucks think? And don't yes. do one of those ones where you get them <laughs> to say what you want them to say. <laughs> right? I shall try for you, thank you. Thank you very much. Shirley, what do you reckon? What's the best pop video of all time? I wouldn't know, because I don't watch them. You don't watch pop videos? No, I don't. Have you never watched pop? Did you never used to watch, like, uh, Saturday Superstore or Going Live or, or, or Top of the Pops or anything? No, not really. Well, not oh, really. Oh, disappointing. This, this starts well, Shirley. Yes. <laughs> now, now, Shirley, I believe you want to do a cheeky little plug, is that right? I do. Go on, what's going on? Well, this year, as you probably know, we've celebrated in Wolverton 175 years. I did know that, yes. It, my alarm yes. went off just last week to remind me. Yes. Congratulations, Wolverton. Thank you. You're welcome. And on last Saturday was the last main event, planned yep. event, which was the Lantern Festival. Yep. Um, but this Saturday, our church, St George's Church in Wolverton, are holding our Christmas fair. Oh. And we thought it would be quite fitting to actually end the year, the 175 year, with our Christmas um 
fair. Beautiful. Um, so, and our lovely Helen is coming to open it for us. Helen Lee? Yeah. BBC Three Counties Radio? She, she is. She is so popular at the moment. You're so lucky to have her. Is, well, she, is she charging her usual fee? No, she actually She's waived came, the fee. She actually came and opened it once before for me. Oh, you want her back again? And she's, well, we've stayed friends, and she's been so kind and good to me. She's very, very nice, isn't she, Helen? Absolutely wonderful. I love her to bits. Do you know what? I had, um, 15 years ago, about that, 14 years ago, I had my first ever job with Helen Lee, and she was my boss. Was she? Well, yeah, because she was my boss in Milton Keynes. Do you know, oh, right. Helen Lee's husband used to be my boss. Isn't that oh. weird? <laughs> oh, really? You see how it all links up. So give us the plug, uh, Shirley. Where, where is it and when is it? It's St George's Church in Wolverton. Yep. And it's 11.30 till 2. Beautiful. And we've got lots and lots of things. My my freezer is full of homemade cakes and ooh, pies ooh, and things. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> oh, I fancy homemade I really fancy a mince pie right now with vanilla custard. Oh, right. No, I haven't actually made mince pies It's Christmas. It's Christmas, Shirley. They will be done. Right, Okay. What time does it start? 11.30. Beautiful. You've got the plug in. Now you've got to earn... And we should have got to earn the plug first, shouldn't we? We've done this. (laughs) Right, Okay. First thing, The Guardian. More women on air and fast. The BBC must put more women on air as a matter of urgency... And also improve the quality and dis- oh, no, 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 the quality and dis- Would you do you want to see more? Uh, Shirley, when you watch BBC television or listen yeah. to BBC radio, yeah, do you do you notice the lack of women, or do you think it's kind of all right at the moment? I don't really notice it to be truthful. Mm. Well, you know, we've only brought you on to boost the woman quotient on this program. <laughs> Kath, I used to talk to you when you were at Milton Keynes. Oh goodness me, that was ages ago. Was that yes, when she was doing the travel? I've actually still got a letter that you sent me. Is it, is it one of those threatening letters? Yeah, it, it's no, good to it's keep not, those for evidence. Letter, it's a letter she sent me yeah. when she had a flat, and I believe, if I remember rightly, Kathleen, you had a flood. Yes, <laughs> We've got a stalker on the line who let this woman on the air. <laughs> My kitchen floor and bathroom floor had to be ripped up That's just as I moved right. in. We went to oh, move gosh. the... We had carpet in the kitchen. Oh, we moved yeah. the carpet and my dad put his finger through the floor. Yeah, that's that's almost that. as bad as putting carpet in the toilet. Yeah, there was carpet in there as well. Was there carpet on the toilet seat? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah. And the toilet, the toilet itself was on some sort of podium, like a throne. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I do remember. And somewhere I had still have that letter that you sent. That, that will be worth a oh, lot of money. Shirley. That will be worth a lot of money. <laughs> I just need to find it. Yes, yeah, but seriously, that could go for under your pillow, surely. You... That Sorry? could go fifty. That could go for about fifty, sixty pence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mum likes my old letters. Go on, Catherine. What have you got? Um, this scary Christmas. How ex. Spice Girl is spending the festive season with Rwandan president accused of war crimes. It's like Mel B has no grasp on world politics. Oh, hang on. It's Mel B. (laughs) Of course she's got no grasp on world politics. Also, walkies. No such luck for one in three dogs. This is according to the Daily Mail, page three, if you want to read along. Millions of dog owners neglect their pets, failing even to take them on proper walks, according to a study. Oh, that's sad. It is. More than one in three dogs are not allowed to run around off the lead every day it was found. Oh, that, that, that's really sad. It, it, it is sad. If you're going to have a dog... I've lost the paper where I folded all you the papers faded, over. You folded this one over, which is why I haven't... You if folded you... page three of the sun over. Oh, this is... Oh, OK. Oh, th- this is good. This is good. Do you believe in ghosts, Shirley? Actually, yes, I do. Well, even though they don't exist? Well, 
I've had an experience, actually. Oh, have you had a, a spooky I, spectral experience? What happened? Did you get touched up by a ghost? No, actually, no? it was it was my mum sitting at my table. Oh dear. Oh, and, and, uh, she and passed you know, on, had she? Yes, she oh. had. But oh. I wasn't at all scared. I sort of, I'd been washing up at the sink, and yeah. I turned round, and my mum was sitting at the table, and I just, I just said hello, mum. Yeah. And I turned back, and when I turned round again, she'd gone. It was just a fleeting yeah. thing that, she, but it was actually my mum sitting at the table. Well, I'm. Well, that's very nice that you had that that lovely experience. It was lovely. The reason we're talking about it, it's called a spooky selfie. Peaches oh, and Scream. Uh, a mysterious hand spookily appearing alongside Peaches Geldof in a selfie is a ghost. Oh. The former model reckons it's the phantom of a woman who killed herself nearly 100 years ago. It's on page three of The Sun, and there is a picture of a hand. It looks like a little child's hand. Little child's hand. There's a great website that's got pictures of ghosts on it. That, that, that look like genuine pictures of ghosts. I, I, I may post the link on the Facebook page if I can find it. Um, it's a, I'm not a believer. Catherine, you're quite sensible. You don't believe in ghosts, no, do you? No, I used to, but I don't anymore. It's a shame, isn't I it? I went to see a medium and she mm. tried to blag me. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And then I thought, ah, I think this might be nonsense. Uh, I think it is. Uh, Shirley, listen, I wish you the best of luck for the weekend. Thank you very much, Ian. Nice to talk to you. Thank you for that. No worries, not at all. There you go. What a, what a nice lady. She's delightful. Yeah. She's probably why I wrote her a letter. Don't let her on again. She's a stalker. Uh, I'll wait <laughs> no. I'll wait four five nine four double five five double five. Thank you very much, Catherine. Oh, you're welcome. Excellent stuff. Uh, and you know that we just do this paper bit with you, but going back to the story about having women on the BBC. Yeah. That's t- you're, you're a box ticker. I'm not being rude by that. It's not it may not mean what you think it means. Right. I mean is you're ticking a BBC box, and that means my job is hopefully still safe. Okay. Well, yeah? um, you've ticked your box. Now get out. Go feminism. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. A1M southbound looking heavy now uh, from Junction 7 for Heat, Stevenage up to 6 for Wellin. In Borehamwood, the Brook Road is closed at Spring Road for emergency repairs to a burst water main. And on public transport, First Capital Connect have the Hartford Loop suspended. That's between Watton at Stone and Alexandra Palace because of electricity problems. Tickets are being accepted on London Underground and Greater Anglia. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, it's coming up to 6.46. It's Thursday, the 12th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the M1 to four lanes, but now they've been bought by the council. Firefighters in Milton Keynes say yesterday morning's house fire in Coffee Hall should act as a wake-up call to people without smoke alarms. One person suffered a broken leg, jumping to safety from an upstairs bedroom. In sport, Arsenal have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League, but as group runners-up after losing 2-0 away to Napoli. Coming up, we'll have more about those houses near the M1 that have been saved and also your thoughts on whether you can turn gay people straight. 08459 455 555. But before that, let's get the latest weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, a very good morning to you. Well, we do have some more fog patches around this morning. We've got a Met Office warning out for them as well. It's turning to be a bit patchier than it was yesterday, um, so something to be aware of if you're out and about driving, but not as widespread as it was yesterday. We've still got some delays, of course, at some of the airports, so uh, do check with your airline before you travel. Now, the fog where we do have it will lift and clear by around 10, 11 o'clock, and uh, for the rest of us, you know, it's going to be a bright morning, I think. Uh, there will be some spells of brightness out there and uh, certainly many of us starting the, the starting the day above freezing a good few degrees above freezing depending on how high you are uh, the higher ground seeing slightly milder start to the day you know towards uh, towards areas of low ground then we've got temperatures below freezing so there is some patchy frost around but today is looking dry it will be a cloudier afternoon i dare say but still some spells of brightness top temperatures up to nine or ten degrees perhaps so reasonably mild where we don't have the fog this morning that's where it is going to feel chilly for most of the day i think Overnight tonight, it's going to be a mild night. There'll be a lot of cloud around, perhaps a few spits and spots of drizzle, particularly over the tops of the hills. And then tomorrow sets the scene, really. We've got uh, temperatures up to 11 or 12 degrees tomorrow. Some spells of rain around at times. Quite breezy, a very different day. Saturday, for all your Christmas shopping needs, though, it's going to be dry, bright and fine. That's the forecast. Thank you. Don't forget you can give me a call. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. We're asking whether you can be turned straight if you're gay. We'll be speaking to a gentleman later on who uh, claims that that happened to him. Barbara's in Stevenage. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. What would you like to say? I'm going to put the cat among the pigeons. Oh, dear. Mm. Oh, go on. What do you want to say? Okay, right. Jesus, who did he hang out with? Uh, He hang out with the Twelve Disciples. (laughs) <laughs> Are they all fellas? Yes, they were. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, y- fine. And the only other person he had dealings with was a prostitute. Right. Do you get a feeling around there somewhere that there's something slightly going wrong? What would you? What, I, what, what's the feeling you want me to get, Barbara? Well, I mean to say perhaps he could have been gay, and and Judas or whatever his name was was the one who who outed him. So you're suggesting that Jesus was gay mm-hmm. and that Judas um, betrayed him by outing him. Yeah. How about that? Now, that's a thought for the, thought, thought for the Bible, isn't it? It's, it's certainly, I imagine Radio 4 doing that as thought for the day. <laughs> you're not kidding. Well, but I mean, to say, that's all he hung out with, fellas. But, but, but I hang out with lots of blokes. Oh, I know, but I'm, I don't I'm mean not. that. But I'm, I mean to say, it's just a thought, isn't it, yes. really? Do you, think, do you think, going back to the argument, that you can be turned straight if you're gay? No. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm in the entertainment business. I know what. Ca- I mean to say, there's, I know several, all sorts of which ways. If you understand my meaning, I know and exactly no, you your cannot. Meaning. I mean, I've learned a family, uh, a gentleman who has been married with two children, and now living with a gentleman, and they've been happy for donkeys. Yes, it, it, you can't, you can't change your feelings. Don't we just have to accept people for who and what they are? <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Barbara, thank you very much indeed. Well, Barbara putting out the slightly controversial theory that maybe Jesus was homosexual. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you'd like to have your say on that. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I'm going to be in so much trouble. Picture perfect memories scattered all around the floor 
reaching for the phone Cause I can't fight it anymore And I wonder if I ever cross your mind For me it happens all the time It's a quarter after BBC Three Counties Radio. I have a feeling today's show is going to be feisty. We're going off on a slight tangent here on the can you turn gay people straight argument. We'll speak to a guest just after seven o'clock who believes that yes, you can. He believes it, it happened to him and he believes he can do it. Uh, but we had a call from Barbara who suggested that, put forward the theory that possibly Jesus was gay because of the 12 disciples. And uh, uh, Nickasaur on Facebook says, if Jesus was gay because he hang with blokes, does that mean all the monks are gay? Well, I, I think we're going off on a slight tangent here, really, which I don't particularly want to pursue too much. The, the, the main thrust, uh, if you will, of to, uh, today's discussion is can you turn... Can you change someone's sexual orientation? Really? 
08459 455 555. Would love to hear if you uh, are gay and um, you wanted to change. I guess another thing is, is why would a gay person feel they want to change? Is it because of the pressure put on them? Is it homophobia? Is it the fear of coming out? Why? If you've been in that situation, could you give me a call? Listen, I'd love to speak to you if you have been, in inverted commas, turned straight. 08459 455 555. Terry's in. Hello. Morning, Terry. Morning, Ian. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. What would you like to say? Um, I was just uh, wanting to bring up the uh, case of uh, Tom Robinson, the uh, gay activist of the the 70s. Glad to be gay was his song, wasn't it? He was very glad to be gay. Yes. And uh, I heard him on the radio recently, and uh, he's married with children. Is he really? He is. So that's a good example of somebody that that, that did um, change their... uh, sexual preference. Well, is it maybe... Or modify we, it. M- yeah, modify it is perhaps the word. Maybe we look, I'm looking at this in too black and white a thing. Maybe I'm looking at gay and straight when perhaps there's a slightly broader spectrum of with different shades of grey in between. Yeah, I definitely think that's the case. And I, I did feel a lot of sympathy that was, with the woman that was on. Go on. Um, I, I felt that what she was trying to say was that if, if a guy was in a relationship with a woman and they'd had children, that monogamy really should be the driving factor and, and that they should be excluding other people from their relationship. Yeah. So, so anybody that was trying to coach them into keeping their family unit together, I thought that was a good thing. Although maybe some no. points she made were a bit radical. Keeping the family unit together, definitely a good thing. And if therapy can help in that, then sure, that sounds like a, a wonderful idea and I'd support that. But it, it, denying... This is a tough one, isn't it, Terry? Uh, it, it, in, it is tough. Encouraging uh, someone to deny their, their underlying sexual feelings. I don't, know if, I don't know if that's possible to do that. Well, I mean, if you do a different... Um, strain of thought like like say i'm married and you're married as well uh, you still have sexual uh, attractions to other women yes but you do not you suppress them feelings because you're married to one person mm. and I, I, I think it's not but you don't need se- you don't need therapy to suppress those feelings do you do you I think maybe if, I, I don't know, but maybe if you're sort of like maybe bisexual, maybe it's more difficult. Maybe. It's, Terry, I, I appreciate know. your input. This yeah. I know I don't know. This is, this is a, 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 a confused, it's not a simple yes or no answer here, is it? I don't think. No, no and, and like I say, Tom Robinson, he's the, the proof of that because you couldn't have got anybody that was more proud to be gay. Yes. And now he's a dedicated family man. Terry, so. I appreciate your call this morning. Thank you. Maybe I am looking at this wrong. I'm, I, I'm talking about being gay and straight. Does that actually exist? Maybe there are degrees. There is a spectrum of sexuality. And on one side you've got gay, the other side you've got straight, and there are various kind of crossovers in between. 08459 555555 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call on this. I'm scratching my head slightly. Do you think it's possible through therapy to change one's sexual orientation and should therapists be allowed to talk about writing the in quotes homosexual problem I guess that makes me slightly uncomfortable calling it a problem is it and if it's coming from a religious Christian background 
Whereas we heard from our first guest that, that homosexuality is wrong. Jesus said so. If it's coming from that, is that what's leaving a bad taste in my mouth? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 starting to look busy now, anti-clockwise. That's between 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. Also struggling between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound heavy at Junction 8 for Stevenage down to 6 for Wellin. And on public transport, First Capital Connect have a replacement bus running on the Hartford Loop between Watton at Stone and Gordon Hill. Tickets are being accepted on London Underground and Greater Anglia, though. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. It's going to be busy on the phones this morning. There are a couple of lines free, so now is an excellent time to give me a call on this. 08459 455 555. And on a lighter subject, you can call me out, Paul Simon. Best pop video ever. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, residents can stay after council buys homes next to the M1. Two arrested in Luton after multi-million pound heroin haul and firefighters urge Milton Keynes residents to get smoke alarms. BBC Three Counties Radio. People living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the M1 to four lanes, but now they've been bought by the council. More from Tony Fisher. The M1 widening scheme was eventually scrapped in favour of hard shoulder running, but by then many people had given up their homes. Residents in 27 homes stayed there after the compulsory purchase orders, but have recently been served eviction notices by the Highways Agency. Now Luton Borough Council has completed the purchase of the houses at their market value of £4.6 million. Tenants will pay rent directly to the council in future. Two men have been arrested in Luton after heroin with an estimated street value of four. £40 million pounds, was found crammed into a Jaguar car. The National Crime Agency say the car was discovered in Essex on Friday evening and the men were arrested in the early hours of Saturday morning. 34-year-old Israel Khan from Luton and a man from Bradford have appeared before Luton magistrates charged with conspiracy to supply. Firefighters in Milton Keynes say yesterday morning's house fire in Coffee Hall should act as a wake-up call to people without smoke alarms. Three people were trapped in an upstairs bedroom. Two jumped to safety. One of them breaking a leg and the third was rescued by firefighters. There were no smoke detectors in the house. The alarm was raised by neighbours. The first inspection of more than 900 GP surgeries under a new system of checks has found one in three is failing to meet basic standards. At one practice, inspectors found dead maggots on the floor. At another, the consulting rooms had no doors. At a third, patients were being given out-of-date medicines. The Chief Inspector of General Practice at the Care Quality Commission is Professor Steve Field. If we don't find uh, any improvement, then we do have enforcement action. We will not tolerate very poor and dangerous practice, and we have had to take action already. Wickham District Council are proposing to charge Muslim families an extra £300 for burials due to mistakes they have made. The authority purchased 66 concrete burial chambers and planted them ready for use to replace the more expensive metal vaults. However, the distance between them is so small, people can't access each grave without stepping onto others, which is against the Islamic faith. 
British dance group The Prodigy has been named as the third headline act for next year's Sonisphere Festival at Nebworth in Hertfordshire. The Prodigy will play on Friday, July the 4th, followed by Iron Maiden on Saturday night and Metallica closing the festival on Sunday. In sport, Arsenal have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League, but as group runners-up, after losing 2-0 away to Napoli, Chelsea topped their group after a 1-0 home win over Stoya Bucharest. The weather, mist and fog should gradually, gradually lift during the morning, mainly dry later, but staying cloudy, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Biggleswade. To me, this is lovely. Market Square. There's always something going on in Biggleswade. It's growing now, it's growing now. I think we've got a good mixture between independent shops and multiple shops. And people talk to you. For a little town, there's more or less everything you can get. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Biggleswade. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sometimes you come in and you know a show is going to be feisty and argumentative. Well, today is that show. I hope you're you're ready for a, a little bit of a Barney on air. Lots to talk about. Can you turn gay people straight? Well, MPs are attempting to bring therapists who claim they can into line. Love to hear your thoughts and your stories on this. Wickham District Council has put Muslim graves so close together, the only way to get to your relative's resting place is by trampling over someone else's. Well, to me, that seems pretty inappropriate. In Islam, it's even more of a taboo. But it's going to cost the families more to put it right. And good news for people being threatened with eviction in Luton. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. A new bill will be outlined today in an attempt to regulate a controversial therapy which claims to turn gay people straight. Last year, a Chorleywood therapist, Leslie Pilkington, was struck off, not for attempting sexual orientation change efforts, but for the way she did it. She told the Sunday Telegraph, We say everybody is heterosexual, but some people have a homosexual problem. Nobody is born gay, it's environmental, it's in the upbringing. Well, Mrs Pilkington also spoke to us. Uh, at the time, uh, and uh, made several comments. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. 08459 455 555. Dr Mike Davidson is a Christian campaigner with a homosexual past and joins me now. Good morning, Mike. Hello, Ian. Mike, you believe people can change their sexuality through therapy? Yes, I do, because that's my story. I got help, and I'm really glad that I had the opportunity and the freedom to make that choice. You say you got help. That would imply there was a problem. What was the problem? Well, it's not everybody's problem, and I understand there are plenty of people who are quite contented with their homosexual feelings, but I wasn't. And I really value the fact that I had the opportunity to make the choices that I did. So, so uh, without obviously going into too much detail, I have young ears listening, what, 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 how was this homosexuality manifesting itself? 
Well, I was acting on it, so I was very confused. Um, I was also married, um, and therefore there was an inconsistency in my life. And I chose, and my wife chose, to stay together in our relationship. And I think it's really important that we preserve that opportunity for people who make that choice. It's not everybody's choice, but it was ours, and we think that that needs to be respected and supported so you were married, you, you had kids, yes. and you were acting out sexually with, with men at the same time? Yes, it's bizarre and inexcusable for people like me, um, but I'm afraid that's what was happening. And therefore, I needed help. I needed professional help. I needed somebody who would understand my agenda and work with me, and my agenda was to reduce my homosexual feelings and, if possible, to eliminate them. And I was very fortunate to have somebody who... Um, understood that need and worked with me, and I'm very grateful. I think it would be an absolute travesty of justice if that possibility is removed from us today. Your um, feelings to act out with, with men were stronger than your Christian faith. Well, um, yes. Because I, you went against several it, Christian tenets there, didn't you? Being faithful to your wife and, uh, um, if we believe some interpretations of the Bible, acting out with men. I was completely inconsistent with my own values, and that was the cause of the conflict. So at some point, for a person to be able to be at peace and happy, they have to... You know, you can't have your cake and eat it. If you want to be a Christian and you want to be orthodox in your values, then you've some choices to make. And those are the choices that I made. Were you say you supported. Were, were you say you were cured, Mike, of these, these gay feelings? Well, I didn't have a disease, um, and homosexuality is not a disease. I don't believe in this gay cure um, phrase that is sometimes used in shorthand to dismiss this kind of approach. Then how would, you describe, how would you describe it then? It was therapeutic support. Um, it was looking at all sorts of aspects... Uh, relating to me as a person and getting alongside with me and supporting me, mentoring me, helping me to understand my past, helping me to do uh, to discern uh, the pathway that I wanted to go. That's just good support, um, and because I received that, I received. Um, help and direction. Give and me a couple. I, I do not regret it for a minute. Give me a couple of examples of the things, the the, the, the work that you did to make this transformation. Well, I had uh, body image issues. I needed to work on those. Um, I had a certain um, abuse that took place in my life at some point that I needed to look very closely at. I had blamed myself. Um, that's not um, perhaps what happens with everybody in this situation, but that's what happened to me. So I needed to understand that I was not to blame for that situation. That was somebody else imposing something on so me how long ago did this happen mike did you did you get this treatment um you know this is an ongoing thing there's ah. a maintenance issue ah. for me i walk um i would say as a christian in the light and i confess my sins i look at my thought life i am concerned about um, all of the issues that would take me in a direction that I don't want to go. Mm. And you know what? I really um, don't want to be told that I'm inauthentic or that I'm hypocritical or I'm just a repressed gay. I am a man who acted in a direction 
that I don't want to continue with, and I haven't. Do you still have sexual fantasies about men? No, very, very, very rarely. I do, I'm okay. not, I do not have the emotional template that I once had that made me vulnerable and made me look for attention from a man. Um, but so you, you still do have, and you still do have occasionally fantasies about men and you find men attractive. That would imply, Mike, that, 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 that you haven't been turned straight. And I've got an email from uh, Ian Murphy, no. who's listening to this. He says, this gentleman's bisexual who's not sleeping with blokes anymore. He's deluded. Uh, What's wrong with being bisexual? How, you know, really, that's strong language, isn't it? Is it is very strong. somebody deluded because they have taken a pathway that they feel is right for them. No, it's not about bisexuality, heterosexuality or homosexuality. It's about behaviours and about a lifestyle choice that I made. I didn't choose my feelings, but I have choices around my feelings, and I've gone in the direction that is consistent with my values. It may not be the values of the caller or the person who's emailed you, but they were mine. Those need to be respected in society. What's wrong with having fantasies about men whilst being married as long as you're not acting out on them? For some people, absolutely uh, nothing. It's not what we have in our thoughts. It's, it's what we act on. The Bible is concerned about... Um, the way we act. But, you know, I don't... Uh, you've asked me something here. I have been personal in sharing some things with you. It, it, it would be totally unfair to now try and quantify the fact that I said that I have occasional thoughts. I mean very occasional. Are you telling me that people who are predominantly heterosexual, to use that term, have never had thoughts in the other direction, I simply don't believe it. Human sexuality is extremely fluid. We have all sorts of feelings all the time. But the truth is, we can all decide the direction that we want to go in. We're not victims, and I think therapeutic support is absolutely in line with helping people to, and, and respecting their right and their access to help. This bill that is coming in, I'm afraid, lacks compassion for those people. And I'm concerned that there is a level of tyranny here that denies people a basic freedom to achieve what they want to in life. And I think any person, whether they are gay, straight, bi, or however they label themselves, ought to be very concerned about politicians forcing a specific view about this. But then isn't that, you make this, this, again, the word tyranny's been mentioned, isn't that what um, some hard-line Christians do in their condemnation of homosexuality? Well, hard-line Christians who lack compassion and fail to reflect the voice and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ to all men and women are failing in a fundamental way. We are not um, in, in support of that at all. We are talking about protecting human freedoms, anybody's human freedoms, the freedom to be gay and to have that affirmed, if that's right, but for, for that individual. I have my views about that. I don't think that's the best way to live. But we, all of us, uh, irrespective of our, our faith position, need to respect other minorities in the country. And that's what we're asking for in the recognition that this bill is going to shut down an opportunity for some people. Regulate therapists. 
um, make sure they're properly trained, encourage them to be properly supervised, but to ban it is going to mean that vulnerable people uh, are actually forced to go to backstreet therapists and will be more th- more vulnerable from that point on. Finally, Mike, final question. D- d- does this, this therapeutic treatment to um, help people uh, realign their sexuality, does it work for everyone? No. The, the um, evidence that we have in um, the scientific literature says that for some people it's possible and for other people it isn't. And therefore, to give anybody false expectations would be extremely dangerous to do that. It's good to explore things with people and help them to understand the limitations, but we cannot deny them the right and the freedom to begin to seek that. Mike, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. That's Dr Mike Davidson. He's a Christian campaigner with a homosexual past. You've heard his story. Uh, He puts forward a very rational and feasible argument, doesn't he? What do you think? 08459 455 555. This kind of therapy. Should Should it be encouraged? Should it be more regulated? Can gay people be turned straight? Interesting that Mike says he still occasionally has fantasies about same-sex relationships. Which would, would says that it's not a complete transformation. Is he... Well, is someone like that... Let's not speak necessarily specifically about it. Is someone like that living in denial? The fact that maybe they're bisexual? 08459 455 555 716. Let's get the travel news now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is starting to struggle now southbound. That's between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 still looking slow anti-clockwise between 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. Also struggling a bit between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound heavy between Junction 8 for Stevenage and 6 for Wellin. And public transport First Capital to Connect have a replacement bus running on the Hartford Loop between Wattonetstone and Gordon Hill. The journey time is extended by about half an hour. The tickets are accepted on London Underground and Greater Anglia. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Right, 7.17, it's Thursday the 12th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the M1 to four lanes, but now they've been bought by the council. Firefighters in Milton Keynes say yesterday morning's house fire in Coffee Hall should act as a wake-up call to people without smoke alarms. One person suffered a broken leg, jumping to safety from an upstairs window. In sport, there are reports that a Watford under-18 side have walked off the pitch during a tournament in Italy after suffering racist abuse. 08459 455 555. We'll take some of your calls after this. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni. We are really good at work <laughs> for one hour. Tell you what, if my turkey's not a big fat one for Christmas, I'm going to be very disappointed. If you've got small children or you're a small person, I dwarf, dress as a rabbit, going to a fancy dress party, you are perfectly safe. Roberto Peroni. Bird watchers in Buckinghamshire have heard that a pair of falcons will breed there over winter. And we can all say, gentlemen, God bless Leighton Buzzard and that wonder bro. What an amazing invention. Weekdays from three. Good afternoon. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Roberto Peroni.
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. John is in Milton Keynes. Good morning, John. What would you like to say? Good morning to you, Ian. First of all, uh, regarding the uh, woman from the Bible punching class who phoned you this morning, or spoke to you this morning. Uh, that was she, Andrea Williams, who yeah. was uh, um, from the Christian Legal Centre. Yeah, she'd have about as much luck as changing a dog into a cat by the Bible, wouldn't she? Hey. You are what you are, what you're born and what you're made to be, so... What about some people, John, what about the last guest who who found it a problem, who who, who decided that his gay feelings were a problem? He was married, he had kids, uh, and yet he was going and and acting out, we won't go into any more detail, with with gentlemen. What about people like that? Yeah, I I think that is more one of uh, confusion more than anything else, feeling comfortable within yourself. I mean, I have a different uh, sexual orientation problem. And I wondered how the, uh, your guest earlier on would, would handle that, because she, like a lot of people, she's seen, especially from the Bible Punching Brigade, that there's only black and white, you know. Now, as you said yourself a few moments ago, that there's many colours of orientation from one extreme to the other, and I'm in the middle, and we don't, uh, quite a large majority of us, uh, who don't jump up and down and have parades, and we've had to come to terms ourselves with our... Uh, if you like, orientation, and that's being asexual. Oh. So you have you have no sexual feelings at all? Uh, Is that right? I... Not now, put it that way. Right. I mean, when I was a young man, I was confused myself. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't confused about being homosexual or anything, but uh, I found it difficult, and I thought it was because I was shy, and I was sort of... Uh, 16 in the 60s when everything was active and, you know, there's plenty of young ladies around. And I hang around with a, a sort of group of guys and friends of the same age, about 12 of us, and because the contemporary attitude was you go chasing after girls. And uh, I used to chase after them and wonder what to do with them, mm. <laughs> you know. But I, I won't say that I didn't have any uh, liaisons with, with uh, young ladies and stuff, but I, I was confused that I just thought, well, what's this about? So how has this been a problem? Well, I'm using the word problem. I'm being presumptuous there. It was a problem because I was confused. Right. Okay, but now, uh, it wasn't until I was in my late 30s that uh, due to an article in the the Sunday supplement, there was an article written about asexual people. And then the bell started to ring. I think, hang on, this sounds like me. Now, whereas I thought I was alone and never discussed it with anybody, I mean, there's thousands of us, there's millions of us, not just in this country and throughout the world, because... Mother Nature doesn't make us all absolutely perfect heterosexuals. You know, it, as long as nature makes 61% of human beings heterosexuals, the species will go on. The rest doesn't matter if it's wrong. And is right. that the flaw with this Christian argument, that, that, that yes, you, we, we should be living this, this uh, in inverted commas, normal, straight lifestyle, that, that, that it, it's such a fluctuating, evolving thing, sexuality, and there's so many different colours and shades within it. Yeah, not just with human beings, with animals as well. I mean, if you want to call them gay sheep or gay dogs, you know, it's, it's, it's a known phenomenon. I mean, the, the Attenborough did a programme about it, you mm. know, and it's, it's like, well, yeah, OK. So, you know, that's the way nature works. Now, but I say, when I got to the age after reading the article, and then along came the internet, and I've managed to now really get into it, and it's, we meet up great groups. In fact, I have two uh, lady friends, long-term lady friends, they are also asexual, 
for their various reasons. Again, within the asexual community, there's different reasons why some are asexual. Yeah. Uh, and it's as broad as being from as wide as being gay or being heterosexual. It's a broad spectrum within even that little group. Some women don't want sexual activity anymore because they're, they, they're getting older and it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a pain, you know, don't want it. Or you get the other extreme where they've never developed uh, an emotional attachment physically. Um, and I say, I have one, one friend, she's uh, in her 60s, and we are extremely close friends. We are really good friends. And the good thing about it, once, you, once you, you're in this group, you all know you're asexual, mm. the barrier's gone. There's no pretend anymore with the normal meeting of heterosexual from when you're a young age, the whole point of hex, uh, being heterosexual is for you to reproduce, isn't it? Mm. So your body rules your brain most of the time, so you're driving to find a mate. None of that anymore. It's That's we now enjoy each other's company. We go to theatres, holidays, and I have another very close friend, and I'm not boasting about this, she's 40 years younger than me. And so she's about what my daughter would be if she was my, if I was her father. Mm. But she treats me like a father. John, I have to end it there, just because we need to move on, but I, thank you very much for your story. I hope you feel you got your point across. 08459 455555. By, by the way, of course, I, I know we have lots of young ears listening to this, so, so I'm, we, we are doing our best to stay on the right side of decency. I think we're doing a pretty good job, all things considered. Now, Muslim families in Wickham could be charged an extra £300 to bury their dead as the result of a council blunder. The District Council has installed 66 concrete burial chambers to replace the more expensive metal ones. But they've put them so close together, you can't access your loved one's grave without stepping on someone else's, which is strictly taboo in Islam. Well, our reporter Sophie Salaria asked her dad, who's a Muslim, to tell us why. In Islam, it's forbidden, in fact to step over or trample the graves. According to Hadith, the Prophet said, it's easier for me to put my foot on a sharp sword than to put a foot on the grave of a Muslim. Right. Okay. Then in another Hadith, he says, I would prefer to put my foot on burning fire, so much so that it burns my shoe and reaches my feet than putting my foot on the grave of a Muslim. So what would make the situation better then? Well, they should have a path between the graves so that people can walk between the graves. Well, that's Sophie Slaria and her dad. Well, unfortunately, Wickham District Council, they didn't want to come on the show this morning. Instead, they've sent us a statement that's far too long to read, so I'm not going to. But Councillor Khalil Ahmed from the Opposition Labour Group has decided to join us. Good morning, Councillor. Good morning. The statement admits the mistake, but emphasises the concrete vaults will work out cheaper in the long run. Is that how it's been sold to you? Well, Ian, it might work out in the long run, but that long run perhaps might be a few years down the line, but immediately it's unfair for, for Muslims to be ending up paying for a mistake that just simply wasn't their fault. So why are, explain exactly why Muslim families would be paying an extra £300. OK, these concrete burial chambers that have been acquired by the council were acquired a couple of years ago. They were bought in bulk um, in order to install in a given area within the graveyard. That given area could accommodate uh, two types of configuration. One that ended up giving them a gap, and the other one, obviously, the way they are installed as it is at the moment. Um, the way that they install at the moment are, are literally 66 crammed into an area, giving them no uh, path in between the um, uh, uh, um, ch- chambers in between, whereas the other option would have been uh, left, you know, obviously with, with a path in there. Mm. 
somebody somewhere should have taken the decision in order to approve this. Namely, uh, it should have gone back to a town committee or a cabinet member should have sought approval. However, that's where the absence is. That's where I'm unable to get an answer from WDC. Uh, and in order to put that right, obviously costs have been added on. And as Wickham District Council quite rightly operates, it operates on a full recovery basis that any costs incurred will be recovered by users of, of the graveyard, and this is what's happening. But obviously I feel that it's unfair to the Muslim users to be burdened with this uh, extra cost. For somebody for, else's for mistake? Correct. I, I don't understand how this m- huge mistake has been allowed to happen. Um, I'm curious as yourself. I, I've attempted to, to obtain the answer to this, uh, but I've been unable to uh, to draw it out. I you know, have been on this case for some months now, uh, trying to obviously establish some facts, trying to retrace everything. I've dug up minutes on meetings in order to try it. But I can't actually, you know, lay the blame or point the finger at any one person. I just simply believe that WDC went wrong somewhere. Khalil, I'm going to let you go because the line isn't fantastic. And I, I think we've got the main thrust of your argument there. That's Councillor Khalil Ahmed uh, talking there. Sorry the line wasn't brilliant, but I think we just managed to get uh, what it was he was saying. There'll be some of you, I know... There'll be some of you saying, oh, for goodness sakes, get over it. Get over it. But we kind of have to respect the dead, don't we? That's one of the things I thought we did really well in this country. I remember getting told off when I was a little boy for walking on someone's grave in a, in a churchyard somewhere. Oh, I got told off. And in Islam, apparently it's even more significant if you stand on someone's grave. So it's not fair, is it, that these Muslims are going to have to cover the cost of a muff-up by Wickham District Council? First of all, Wickham District Council, shame on you for allowing this to happen. And secondly, shame on you for not coming on the radio and telling your clients how you've messed this up and what you intend to do about it. It smacks a little bit of, uh, of passing the buck or indeed cowardice. Come on the radio, put your hand up, say, yeah... We did it wrong, and this is how we intend to fix it. Or even, we did it wrong, but we don't intend to fix it. To send us a statement that's so rambling just seems a little bit rude and a little bit arrogant. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is slow southbound between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 still struggling anti-clockwise between 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. Also between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. A1M southbound heavy at Junction 8 for Stevenage down to 6 for Wellin. And in Clop Hill, the A507 westbound looking slow on the sensors at the junction with the A6. On public transport, First Capital Connect have a replacement bus running on the Hartford Loop between Watton at Stone and Gordon Hill. Journey time there is extended by about half an hour. Tickets are being accepted on London Underground and Greater Anglia, though. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. We mentioned in the, the bulletin uh, a few minutes ago about the uh, Watford under-18 side having walked off, a, walked off a pitch during a tournament in Italy after suffering racist abuse. If you were there 
or a, a friend or a relative was there or maybe one of your kids or grandchildren were playing for that team and you know anything about that, could you give us a call? I think Catherine's busy chasing up some guests on that at the moment. I am. I've just spoken to John Marks who commentates for Watford for us yep. and he says he's going to go over to the club and find out because at the moment it's just Twitter it's talk. It's just Twitter talk. It's just rumours. If you know anything more concrete about it, could you give us a call? 08459 News and Sport now with Simon Oxley. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The headlines, people living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the motorway to four lanes, but now they've been bought by the council. Firefighters in Milton Keynes say yesterday morning's house fire in Coffee Hall should act as a wake-up call to people without smoke alarms. One person suffered a broken leg, jumping to safety from an upstairs window. And British dance group The Prodigy has been named as the third headline act for next year's Sonosphere Festival at Nebworth. They join Iron Maiden and Metallica in Hertfordshire in July. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. As Ian was saying, there are reports this morning that a Watford under-18 side have walked off the pitch during a tournament in Italy after suffering racist abuse. The Hornets' youngsters under coach David Hughes are taking part in the tournament in Rome this week and were playing the Italian side Latina yesterday. A video has been posted on YouTube showing the Watford team walking off the pitch. There's been no comment as yet from the club. Arsenal have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League but as group runners-up after losing 2-0 away to Napoli, Chelsea topped their group after after a 1-0 home win over Stoibuk arrest for Jose Mourinho's side. We have to grow up step by step, go now to matches that are uh, new matches for some of my players, because some of my players, they, they didn't play any game at the knockout stage at the Champions League. So let's go for the last 16. If you win the last 16 and we go to the quarterfinal, in the quarterfinal only eight teams, we can think in a different way. Elsewhere, Celtic were thrashed 6-1 away to Barcelona, so Arsenal and Chelsea join Manchester United and Manchester City in the draw for the last 16, which takes place on Monday. England cricket captain Alistair Cook says there won't be wholesale changes to the way his side approached the third Ashes test against Australia in Perth, which starts tomorrow morning. Cook's side must avoid defeat to stay in the series. You never change the way you approach the game. You, you, know, you wouldn't say, well, because we're tuning down, we have to change the way we play because that means you wouldn't be doing anything right at Brisbane. You know, you'd be changing the way, and I think that's a dangerous thing. And just because it's a do-or-die game, I don't think that changes it. But what is important is you know, we focus on very short periods of the game, you know, trying to win every little bit we can, and that's all we can control. And Bedford School have four former pupils in the Cambridge University squad for this afternoon's varsity match against Oxford at Twickenham. Will Briggs will captain Cambridge alongside Sam Farmer and Harry Peck with Ilya Cherizov among the replacements. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Again, if you know anything about that um, uh, Watford under-18 match in Italy, where the, the, apparently the team walked off because of racist abuse. We don't know if that's true or not. It's just on the internet. And here's something I've learned. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. If you know anything about it, maybe you were there. Uh, if, you, if you're there and you're listening in Italy, well, more for you. Maybe uh, one of your kids or your grandkids was playing in the team. Maybe you've got a friend who was there. Do give us a call. 08459 555 555. Also this morning, continuing the discussion about whether you can turn gay people 
straight. We've spoken to a gentleman who claims it happened. It's happening to him. The process perhaps not complete, or maybe that's as good as it it can be. It's uh, coming from uh, uh, Christian groups, who, uh, of course, lots of Christians believe that homosexuality is a sin. Well, what do you think? If you're gay, would you want to be turned straight? And if you're you're married to a woman and you've had gay fantasies or you've acted out in, in, in situations like that, give us a call. 08459 455 555. I know we have a lot of young people and young children listening. Uh, we will make sure, I will make sure that we steer this ship on the right side of the uh, water. What? Basically, we won't get too too dirty. It will, we'll keep it clean and safe for young ears. Now, earlier on this morning, I had a, a, a furious argument with my team. There was a furore created because I uh, spoke fact and sense, as I often do. And I made the factual statement that the You Can Call Me Al video by Paul Simon, the one, you know, the one with Chevy Chase. Gurning in it and mugging to camera. He's miming. He's pretending to be um, Paul Simon. That I've one. I've never watched anything so boring in my life. How about that? No, that's interesting. I'm saying that that is the best music video of all time. Kelly Betts, what do you think is the best? If you, if you don't think that's the best one, then give me a suggestion. Is it Jake okay. Bug? No. Stephen, Dun- Stephen Redbourne and myself both agree on what the best video it's is. It's got to be Frog Chorus, surely. Well, let's, let's, let's find out what Steve says. Stephen Redbourne, what do you think it is? Uh, thriller. Definitely thriller. Especially the 14-minute version. You're so predictable. Yeah, it's like a mini-film. Can you yeah, still do the, the, weird, the weirdest one, Ian? Yes. Got to be Lady Gaga when she dressed up as a um, mermaid. I don't. I've never. I've never heard a Lady Gaga pop song. I don't know anything she really? sings. Good yeah. For you, mate. I don't. I don't know anything about her. She dresses up as a mermaid, does she? She dressed up as a mermaid. It's really weird. That's the weirdest one I've ever seen. But Michael Jackson's Thriller, I mean, it was exciting at the time. I remember, I think Channel 4 showed it about midnight or something ridiculous than that. It's, I mean, it's him doing the... Basically, he's doing the Backstreet Boys dance, isn't he, with his arm... Um, I think Michael Jackson did it first. Yeah, whatever. He's yeah, pretending definitely. to be a zombie and then a- attack a woman. <sighs> really? Yeah, he ended up a zombie, didn't he? He what? He ended up a zombie, didn't he? I, I believe he did. I think he's still roaming the streets somewhere of Los Angeles. Steve, thank you very much indeed. He's wrong. He's wrong, of course. He's not. His thrill is so predictable. The black and white video... The video that you're talking about is of two men, one giant, one quite small, playing the saxophone and then... Just what, moving their shoulders. Can we just say to how anyone is that who better than Thriller? Is over five foot eight. Um, she's encompassing you with the giant category. Because well, how tall are you? Four eleven. Yeah, so right. same height as Peggy Mitchell from EastEnders. Okay, and Judy Garland. Okay, apparently Kylie Minogue. The thing is, Shakira. The thing is, you're having a go at it for its simplicity. But the best, the best ideas are simple. Pac-Man is one of the best games in the world. How many buttons? Here we go, Catherine. Question for you: How many buttons has Pac-Man got? One, isn't it? None. It's got no buttons. It's got a joystick. Joystick. It's got a joystick. That's it. And yet it's one of the best, most enduring games of all time. You don't need big, fancy budgets. You don't need huge choreographed things. You don't need any of that stuff to have a good video. All you need is two middle-aged men miming. Yeah. Steve the Milky. Morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm getting angrier and angrier with the idiots that I'm dealing with. You're all wrong. Go on. The best video has got to be Kate Bush, Cloud Bursting, which he's got Donald Sutherland as her father. He what? gets carried away in the back of a car. What? Never uh, seen it? No, I've never seen it. What on earth are you talking oh about? The, the only me. Kate Bush video worth watching is Babushka, and I think you know why. No, no, no. You've got to look up, look up Cloud Bursting by Kate Bush. 
Dealey, do you know what? Do you know what? He gets taken away by the men in the. Dealey, do you know what Steve the Milky's banging on about? Yeah, I do. But um, oh. Steve, you're wrong. I'm afraid. No, no. It's not great, what's come your, on. What's yours, then? Well, Peter Gabriel, Sledgehammer. Classic 1980s video with all the graphics. It was a legendary. It's a video that has well and truly lasted the test of time. You don't get much better than that. Morph is better animation than that. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It's a good one, but it's not as good as Kate Bush. Steve, thank you very much indeed. Uh, uh, no, it's, if, if you're going to do a Kate Bush one, it's going to be Babushka. Oh, Babushka, Babushka, Babushka. You've been out speaking to people about this, Justin. Yes, you asked me about 45 minutes to go to uh, go and find out what people's favourite music videos are. Um, I have done just that for you, Ian. Here's what happened. Well, here's Alex, who's all the way from America, working in Bedfordshire. Alex, what do you think is the greatest music video of all time? Gotta be Michael Jackson Thriller. What's your memories of watching that video for the first time? Scary. Hello, scary. Got me scared for real, though. <laughs> I Want to Break Free by Queen. I mean, it was it was breakthrough. I mean, you wouldn't normally see men in drag doing uh, music videos, but Queen were flamboyant. They got away with it. So you're honestly telling me you've never done this? At the weekend, you've never put a wig on, got into a, a lady's dress and done a bit of hoovering? Unlike you, Justin, I haven't, no. Have a good day. Michael, you're from Leeds, you're from Yorkshire. I yeah, take it yeah. you're working down here, yeah? Yeah, yeah. OK, what do you think is the greatest music video <laughs> of all time? Christina Aguilera, Dirty. I don't think I need to ask why, do I? <laughs> no, no, it's uh, Teenage Dreams. OK, and um, your second favourite music video? Hard to think. I can't, nothing really sticks out in my mind. Thriller Michael Jackson? Oh, yeah, it's not bad, yeah. yeah. I had that on VHS. Queen Bohemian Rhapsody? I haven't seen that one. Oh, you haven't seen no, Queen Bohemian no. Rhapsody? I'll be all chill a bit later. <laughs> Seriously, you need to watch it. What happens in Yorkshire if you haven't seen <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody? I don't know, yeah. I don't have to watch music videos. <laughs> Go and check it out later. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks a lot, mate. Come on then, Karen. We want to know this morning, what is your favourite music video of all time? Thriller. When you first saw that video, how did it make you feel? I was scared. No, it was funny. (laughs) So I was scared. You thought it was funny? Yeah. Yeah. Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. It's not a bad video. I love the lighting in that. Yep. Good lighting. What about Wham! last Christmas with the jumpers? Definitely not. (laughs) Why? I think that's legendary. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's from my era, but I wasn't in, into that, really. It's uh, Robert Palmer. Is it Addicted to Love, with the girls dancing in the background? That's my favourite music. Sexy are those girls. They're brilliant, aren't they? Yeah. You know. And where's that accent from? Uh, Yorkshire. Another Yorkshireman. You're the second Yorkshireman I've spoken to this morning in Luton. What's going on? You need good contractors down here, don't you? So you have to bring Yorkshire lads in. What on earth is going on? It's a Yorkshire know. invasion. I know. I um, ag- agree the uh, Addicted Love is a good video. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody, it, it's often cited as the first music video. It isn't. Uh, and also, it's not even a video. There are videos before that, but it's not even a video. But really. it's iconic, though, isn't it? It's, oh. it's everything. It's the song, it's the video. I think the video itself is it's distinctive. That's why people often name that as their favourite video of all time. Tedious song, though, isn't it? It goes on a bit, yeah. to be fair. You know, I it does go on a bit. Silhouette, whopper, man, scaramouche, scaramouche. <laughs> Will you do the Fandango, thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo. 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 Magnifico. Magnifico. Oh, 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 oh. I see a little silhouette of a man, Scaramouche. Fandango. Do you let me go? We will not let you go. Let me go. <laughs> 
That was uh, probably better than Queen's version, Exactly, to be fair. wasn't it? it? Wasn't it? You're talking about tracks and songs. Um, your Christmas song, oh. uh, which you were talking about yesterday. I've got some reaction Christmas coming up time. from the streets. La, 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 la. la. Oh. It's Christmas, Christmas time. La, 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 la. Justin, what have you done? Christmas time. La, 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 la. Obviously hoping yeah. that this takes off. Do you know what it reminds me of? Go on. You know in The Wizard of Oz? Hmm. Um, the guards of the witch's la, castle la, 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 that go, oh, they can have you for copyright. Christmas time. La, 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 la. It's catchy, isn't it, Just? It is catchy. It, have you been I'm, taking it to the streets? I, I'll tell you what, later, you'll hear some reaction. I have taken this track wow. to the streets. Wow, Did we get but, any comps? Uh, you will find out later on if you have got any compliments on this particular song. You'll find out after 8.30. I think Justin, we all know, don't we? I think we, I've never heard Justin say the full That's word compliments. <laughs> I've never heard him say it. Justin, thank you very much indeed. We did get so much wonderful, wonderful feedback for the song that I wrote yesterday, the Christmas time la 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 song that I did wrote. Did you write it? What do you mean you wrote it? Did you write it down? I. Did you need to remember that? I. You sa- you sang it a little bit. Yeah. I added, oh. and then it became a really good well, song. It's like Fleetwood Mac all over again. Is, Your well, bad finger. In some I'm ways. Mariah Carey. Okay. That's no, so, what happened with so that. I I wrote the song. So I get the I writing. I made it better. I get the writing credits and the cash. It's not what happened. That's yeah, what's happening here, baby. It's like Fleetwood Mac in some ways, not in the ways. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. You can give us a call on uh, the, the best pop video of all time. Uh, Mike Nesmith's Rio. There's a pop video. There's a pop video. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. I'll send you the link. You can have a look at it. It's a cracker. He won the first ever uh, uh, gr- uh, Grammy Award for pop videos. Um, you can also text me on that, 81333, start your text 3CR. But the thing that most of you are getting hot under the collar about is this idea that you can possibly turn people straight via therapy. 08459 455 555. Lots of you having your say on Facebook as well. Let me just pick a couple of uh, comments. What nonsense? That means you could help people to become gay, just nonsense. That's like saying you can make a cat a dog. Uh, just from Gerard. John says, sexuality is not a choice, nor is it a lifestyle choice, as I've heard people call it. I knew I was gay from a young age. For those who believe that they have the power or the ability to change this is sorely mistaken and really don't understand this, and in my opinion are not comfortable with their own sexuality. Neil Jones says, the guy on the radio is dangerous. That's the uh, the gentleman that we were speaking to just after 7 o'clock, Dr Mike Davidson. Uh, Most of the confusion that gay or bi people suffer is due to pressure by parts of society to conform. It's time religious groups just got over it and accepted that some people are gay. Um, And let's just scroll down and get another one uh, from the end. Jenny says, I do agree with Dr. Davison that people who aren't comfortable with their sexuality or need to come to terms with something which happened in their past should be able to have supportive counselling. If that counselling ends up supporting them to be gay, then it's worked equally as well as if it supported their choice to be straight. It's helping them be comfortable with what they are and how they choose to live their lives, which can be different. And I understand that some people may be uncomfortable with a certain sexuality because of abuse or something else in their past, which is confusing their feelings. Again, supportive therapy will help them attain peace and comfort. 08459 455 555. It's quarter to eight. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice Glossop. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
N25 looking really busy anti-clockwise now. That's running slowly between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The M1 southbound slow between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. And the A1M southbound also heavy from Junction 8 for Stevenage for 6 to Wellin. And Chesant, the A10 southbound looking slow between Turnfold and the M25 junction for Enfield. Public Transport First Capital Connect have replacement bus running on the Hartford Loop. That's between Watton at Stone and Gordon Hill. Journey time there is extended by about half an hour, but tickets are being accepted on London Underground and Greater Anglia. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Interesting text from Paul in Hemel. We've just had to put it through the translation filter to work out exactly what he means. We'll, we'll get to it in a bit. It makes a point that some of you may agree with. But before that, though, it's 7.46. It's Thursday, the 12th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the M1 to four lanes. But now they've been bought by the council. The first inspection of more than 900 GP surgeries under a new system of checks has found one in three is failing to meet basic standards. At one practice, inspectors found dead maggots on the floor. In sport, there are reports that a Watford under-18 side have walked off the pitch during a tournament in Italy after suffering racist abuse. If you know anything about that game, could you give me a call? 08459 455 555. Right, let's get the latest weather now. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We've got some dense patches of mist and fog around again. Perhaps not quite as widespread as it was yesterday, but we've still got a Met Office warning out for it. So, um, yeah, really quite foggy in places. A bit of a variation in temperature. Uh, Towards the higher ground, it's actually a lot milder, but we do have some pockets of frost around and... um, It'll continue to feel chilly, of course, through the morning where we've got the fog patches. The fog should lift and clear by around 10 or 11 o'clock. We'll see some brighter spells around at times, perhaps not quite as much sunshine as many of us saw in the end yesterday. Uh, it will be a cloudier afternoon, I dare say. Some breaks in the cloud, perhaps at times. A dry day. The breeze picking up as we head into the late part of the afternoon and top temperatures today between sort of 8 and perhaps as high as 9 or 10 degrees, 50 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight, it's going to be a mild night, a very different night. Night. Lots of low cloud around though. Um, no fog per se, but we'll see some outbreaks of uh, outbreaks of uh, light rain and drizzle around at times. Just some spells of wet weather, perhaps a little bit of hill fog, different sort of fog than what we're seeing at the moment. So as we head into tomorrow, it's going to be really quite wet at times, I think. Quite breezy, uh, very different day, as I said. Temperatures up to 11 or 12 degrees, but then by the time we get to Saturday, it's looking fine and dry for a spot of Christmas shopping. That's the forecast. On Saturday afternoon, there's live league and cup football in three county sports. would you believe it? Watford, MK Dons, Stevenage, and Wickham are all focusing on getting three points. He does go for goal and it's in. Turned in by that man, Soko. Wickham lead. They've been pressing and now they've got the lead. While Luton are focusing on the FA Trophy at home to Wrexham. Oh, sensational goal! Sensational goal! Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Pauline Hemmel has uh, texted in 81333, start your text 3CR. So, you pander to Muslim beliefs about walking over the dead and you mock Christian beliefs on homosexuality. Whether right or wrong, your bias is laudable. 
La- laudable? I- I'm guessing, Paul, you mean laughable. I don't know. Uh, I pander to anyone's beliefs uh, in terms of respect for the dead. Muslim, Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, whatever. Whatever, you've got to respect people's beliefs around the dead. Uh, have I been mocking Christian beliefs on homosexuality? I don't think I've been mocking them. I don't agree with them. And that's the beauty of, of doing a show like this and having a mind and a mouth is that I can question them, can't I? I, I? I don't agree with Christians who say that homosexuality is a sin. No, I disagree with that. I think it's unfair. I think it's bullying. Um, and uh, I, I can't respect anything that's based on, on hatred. Paul, I'm sorry about that. Yes, uh, some Muslim families are upset that they might have to step on some graves. I think that's bad. I would think the same if, if it were Christians. Uh, but in terms of the, the, the Christian the belief that some Christians have that uh, homosexuality is bad and is a sin, uh, yeah, I do, I, do, uh, I do think that's wrong. I do think that's wrong to uh, hate people because of who they choose to go to bed with. Sorry if that uh, upsets you, Paul. But that's uh, how I feel about that. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Can you turn gay people straight through therapy, as some people are arguing? It's interesting, isn't it? I think we're kind of moving this argument forward and and perhaps agreeing, maybe you're not, that there are different hues on the spectrum of sexuality. It's not as simple as being gay or straight. That there are variations of. Maybe that's the issue here. We're also talking about the best pop video of all time. Lynn is in Hazelmere. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Ian. Lynn, what, what is it? Um, I think the Pogues and Kirsty McCall. I love that video. I don't remember what the video is. Oh, gosh, it's ever so old now. Um, it wasn't a spectacular video, but it was, it, it was really good. Because um, I, I love Kirsty McCall. I think she was wonderful. She was good. I miss Kirsty McCall. Yes, yeah, so do I. Yeah, she was, she was brilliant. Um, but, so what is it? What, what is the video? Oh, well, it wasn't really like a Christmassy video. It was just, they were just, um, it was just they were singing, you know, on stage. Right. And there was, like, random things happening, which was really cool. And sometimes, you see all these, these youngsters here going, oh, well, yo, there's no, there's no special effects in it. Sometimes that's all you need, isn't it? Some of the best videos are the most simplistic ones. Yes. You can get um, caught up in all the special effects, but th- th- that can detract from, from the song and the performance. Mm. And the one with the, you know, the one they've got on the radio, on the TV at the moment, with the, with the bear and the hare, and the Christmas tree. That's really getting on my nerves now. I have to turn that over. I can't bear it now. What, what is that? Is that is that the John Lewis advert? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, I saw that once. I didn't. I, 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 when did the Christmas adverts become a big thing? Is that only this year that they've been a huge? Because they were all in the newspapers, weren't they? We were told when the John Lewis advert was first going to be shown. When did they become must-see television? Don't know. But once you've seen it once or twice, you think, oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> jog, jog on to Christmas. Lynn, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Some of the best videos are the most simple videos. You don't need all the special effects. You don't need... I mean, Thriller, I thought, was tedious. I thought the video for Black and White was better than Thriller. That was the first television use of morphing, yeah. I believe. and they were doing a dance, close-up on faces. Yeah, and it would morph. And he had um, a plaster cast on his arm. Did he? He he had a plaster cast on his arm for the black and white video and he was in the the head of the Statue of Liberty. Right. That's better than dancing like a zombie. Anyone could do a zombie dance. What about Sinead O'Connor? That was just a face. Yeah. 
Uh, nothing compared to you, of course. Unfortunately, it was Sinead O'Connor's face. No, but everyone made a big deal of it because it was so powerful. powerful. The tear coming at the end. Yeah, yeah. That's powerful. Dario G, Sunshine. Oh, for goodness sake. Have you seen this? It's just brilliant. When people are dressed as animals in the wild and they're acting like animals. It's What's great. that video where it's um, uh, big women using power tools? Oh. Is that from your own personal um, collection? <laughs> that's a good video, man. I don't know. That is what up there is with it. The hey, Ian, what, what video are you going to make for its Christmas time? Oh, stop. La, 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 la. You're, please stop. You're going to pretend to be me, and I'm okay. going to pretend to play a trumpet. And we'll get this sax. Okay. And, you, and uh, Catherine can dance like a zombie. All right, I'm going uh, to cool. Yeah? yeah. Well, still, excellent. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Let's have a quick look at the front pages of some of the newspapers, shall we? Yeah, well, Catherine, yes. Can you uh, include me out? I'm afraid you, contractually, you have to be in. The Daily Telegraph. Who's that girl? It's the Duchess of Cambridge. Why is she wearing sunglasses? They're not sunglasses, they're 3D glasses. She went to see a film in 3D. whoop de bloomin do That's front-page news. Millionaire sees 3D film. Wowzers. Uh, dangerous GP surgeries are named and shamed. The worst GP surgeries have been named after the first spot checks of family doctors in England found that one in three practices was failing to meet basic standards. Oh, are there any local ones? We'll have to look in that. Uh, um... Oh, dear. Well, hang on a second. Here's something that we've, we have experience with. Uh, we found one in Birmingham, says uh, someone who did the survey. Uh, Birmingham practice, which had people queuing outside and taking stools to sit on in order to make an appointment. Well, hang on, wasn't that the new surgery that uh, opened recently? Didn't that happen here? The man, who was the man waving his hands behind the president? South African authorities were facing embarrassing questions last night after it emerged that a man who acted as a sign language interpreter for Barack Obama and other world leaders at a memorial for Nelson Mandela was a fake. Now, this is a fascinating story. So he's doing the sign language, and he was next to Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela, next to Barack Obama and all these other people. And his sign language apparently meant nothing. Well, there's an update on this. It's in lots of the papers. There's an update on this. BBC Breaking News on Twitter. Interpreter signing rubbish at Mandela Memorial says he suffered schizophrenic episode. What? Let's click on the link. This is from the uh, BBC News Africa. The sign language interpreter accused of using fake hand signals at Nelson's, Nelson Mandela's memorial said he suffered a schizophrenic episode. Tamsanka Janji, 34, told the South African media he started hearing voices and began hallucinating. Well, hang on, if you're hearing voices, why weren't you signing the voices? Deaf viewers at the memorial service said he was signing rubbish and complained he was a fraud. Mr Janji said he worked for a company called South Africa Interpreters, where he is a senior interpreter. During the memorial, he was employed to stand on the stage next to key speakers such as Barack Obama and Mr Mandela's grandchildren translating their eulogies. His performance was watched on television by millions of people worldwide, but he said during the event he lost concentration because of the voices in his head. There was nothing I could do, he said. I was alone in a very dangerous situation. Uh, you could have walked off stage. One option. I tried to control myself and not show the world what was going on. I am very sorry. It's the situation I found myself in. But in a subsequent radio... This is, this is incredible, this story. In a subsequent radio interview, he said he was happy with his, his performance. Um, during the broadcast, Wilma Newdut Druken, the country's first deaf female PM, tweeted, ANC linked interpreter on the stage with deputy president of ANC is signing rubbish. He cannot sign. Please get him off. 
That's an incredible story. It reminds me, one of my favourite, favourite news clips of all time. Do you know where I'm going with this? The guy who was just there to pick someone up. Well, the, the, it's, it's one of two things. It, 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 I think the story was it was a guy who was there to pick something up. I think the real story was he was there for a job interview. Ah. And he thought that was part of it. The BBC News, uh, it's News 24 as was, uh, and they're talking about, um, they're talking about iPods. Apple, Apple and iPods. And they cut to an expert, and they ask this expert what he thinks, and he goes, well, um, uh, well, uh, I, I think... And then he goes on to make up an explanation. He's talking he rubbish. Answers. Yeah, he answers. He answers it. He's on the live Fair television. Play. What do you do? And I think he was there for a job interview. I think that the cab driver thing may be true. It may be a bit of a myth. Uh, and he answered the question. And what's brilliant is you see the panic in his eyes. We can, can we post that on the yeah, Facebook page? Because it's a BBC it. clip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'll try The panic it. in his eyes... As he realises he's going to have to answer this question. He's, well, uh, it's just wonderful. Whenever, whenever me and my wife, if we ever feel a bit sad, we watch that clip. Because it's just joyous. And he's just, he looks like such a nice bloke. We'll find that. It's a BBC News clip and we'll put it on the, uh, the Facebook page. Because it, it, it's just, if you're feeling sad, this will cheer you up no end. This poor fella. He's been subsequently interviewed and it turns out he's a really nice bloke. He was just, I think he's, uh, he's got a French accent. He comes from a French-speaking African country. Which makes it all the more difficult for him, as English not being his necessary oh, first language. The couldn't understand his answers. No. But she carried on anyway. And then what's great is afterwards, it cuts to another person who goes, well, as your expert in the studio has just said... <laughs> have you seen it, Kelly? It's, oh, the poor guy. Oh, it, we'll put it on the Facebook page. It's a treat. Right, let's get the travel. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound, slow between 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for Luton Airport. The M25 still slow anti-clockwise between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound still struggling from 8 for Stevenage up to 6 for Wellin. And in Clophill, the A507 westbound really looking slow at the junction with the A6 on the speed sensors. In Borehamwood, Brook Road is closed at Spring Road for emergency repairs to a burst water main. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much for finding that video we'll put it on the facebook page it is wonderful okay let's get the news here simon local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio It's eight o'clock. The headlines. Residents can stay after council buys homes next to the M1. Two arrested in Luton after multi-million pound heroin haul. And Hertfordshire MP backing pay rise proposal. BBC Three Counties Radio. People living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the motorway to four lanes. But now they've been bought by the council. More from Tony Fisher. The M1 widening scheme was eventually scrapped in favour of hard shoulder running, but by then many people had given up their homes. Residents in 27 homes stayed there after the compulsory purchase orders, but have recently been served eviction notices by the Highways Agency. Now Luton Borough Council has completed the purchase of the houses at their market value of £4.6 million. Tenants will pay rent directly to the council in future. 
Two men have been arrested in Luton after heroin with an estimated street value of £40 million was found crammed into a Jaguar car. The National Crime Agency say the car was discovered in Essex on Friday evening. The men were arrested in the early hours of Saturday morning. 34-year-old Isra Khan from Luton and a man from Bradford have appeared before Luton magistrates charged with conspiracy to supply. Police in Buckinghamshire are appealing for witnesses after a bank robbery in Stoken Church on Monday morning. Two men assaulted two female staff members at Lloyd's Bank in Church Path just after 9am before removing all the cash from the safe. A Hertfordshire MP is backing plans for an 11% pay rise for MPs which is expected to be set out by Parliament's expenses watchdog today. It would be balanced with cuts to some perks and making MPs pay more towards their pensions. The leaders of the three main parties all oppose the salary increase but Conservative MP for Broxbourne Charles Walker says it should be considered. We are hurtling to towards having a parliament of extremely rich people. And if that's what the British public want, fine. We have a number of senior politicians to which being a member of parliament really is a hobby job, that they have vast outside independent wealth, they have high-earning spouses or partners, and really being a member of parliament or a minister is a hobby job. Firefighters in Milton Keynes say yesterday morning's house fire in Coffee Hall should act as a wake-up call to people without smoke alarms. Three people were trapped in an upstairs bedroom, two jumped to safety, one of them breaking a leg. The third was rescued by firefighters. There were no smoke detectors in the house. The alarm was raised by neighbours. British dance group The Prodigy has been named as the third headline act for next year's Sonisphere Festival at Nebworth in Hertfordshire. The Prodigy will play on Friday, July the 4th, followed by Iron Maiden on Saturday. Saturday night and Metallica closing the festival on Sunday. In sport, there are reports that a Watford under-18 side have walked off the pitch during a tournament in Italy after suffering racist abuse. The Hornets youngsters were playing Italian side Latina yesterday. There's been no comment as yet from the club. The weather, mist and fog should gradually lift during the morning, mainly dry later but staying rather cloudy. A maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. We're coming to towns and villages all across our counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Nice, clean, tidy town. A quaint market town. All this week in Biggleswade. People are lovely and there's everything that we need. I like the market square. It's lovely to sit here in the summer. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a busy show this morning. Good morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming up, including... Can you turn gay people straight? Well, MPs are attempting to bring therapists who practice this into line. What do you think? Is it possible? Wickham District Council has put Muslim, Muslim graves so close together, the only way to get your relative's resting place is by trampling all over someone else's. What's the best pop video of all time? I say it's You Can Call Me Al, Paul Simon. Nobody else agrees. Wow. That's a strong argument against. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Go there. You can watch the clip of the, uh, the fella who's not an expert about Apple being asked about Apple. It's wonderful. Kelly found it and put it up. Thank you for that. You can also send me a text. 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. On the subject of uh, Christmas time, la 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 la, um, uh, oh Nick, oh Nick, hang on a second, this is interesting. As you're going to keep doing that stupid Christmas chant... Christmas time, la 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 la. I'm turning my radio off. You might be looking forward to Christmas, but some of us are not interested. Don't assume everyone feels the same about Christmas. You might like it, but there's many that do not. Christmas time. Wow. La 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 la. What's wrong with Nick? Christmas time. La 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 la. I feel sorry for Nick. What? What's? Can we, can we phone him up? See? See what is? Maybe we should let him know that it's Christmas time. I think he knows. I think Kelly. The, you may, I think the problem is he doesn't like Christmas. La, 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 la. Can we try and get him on and find out why he doesn't like Christmas? How about we call it Nickmas? Hang on. Christmas time. La, 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 Can I just la. say, it's a really tough time Nick for a lot of people. Yeah, of course it is. I'm just interested. This is why I'm interested to find out why he doesn't like it. Because I genuinely love Christmas. I'm, I'm not going to back down on the Christmas banter uh, during the show because it, I think that, that more people like Christmas than don't. You're right, it's a tough time. And I'd just be curious as to find out what, what his beef is with it, Christmas. It, that it's so bad for him that he doesn't want anyone else to talk about it. Yeah, there, there's got to be something there, hasn't there? Absolutely. Nick, I'd love to talk to you. If you come on, we'll play it completely straight, of course. 08459 455 555. I'd understand if you don't want to come on. But uh, if you think we're going overkill with Christmas, then do give us a call and let us know. I- I'm not going to change it, I'm afraid, because I love Christmas. I love it. So I'm not going to change it. But if you do have a problem with the amount of Christmas... We're recording a Christmas special today, by the way, Jonathan Vernon Smith and myself. Uh, do give me a call. 08459 455 555. Now, a new bill will be outlined today in, a, in an attempt to ban a controversial therapy which claims to turn gay people straight. Last year, a Chorleywood therapist, Leslie Pilkington, was struck off, not for attempting sexual orientation change efforts, but for the way she did it. She told us at the time that she was being punished for working within a Christian framework, which is why she was backed by the Christian Legal Centre. I spoke earlier on in the show to its chief executive, Andrea Williams. It's absolutely possible to change orientation, to tra- to change actions, to align feelings to actions. Absolutely possible, of course Andrea? it is. Because this is the big myth. This is the big myth of the gay lobby. It's a big myth that we are born gay. Well, the uh, view that uh, Andrew Mabe was once shared by my next guest, Jeremy Marks, former president of the Organisation for Ex-Gay Christians, Exodus. Good morning, Jeremy. Jeremy. Good morning, Ian. So, what was your belief and what is your belief now? Well, uh, in the early years, late 1980s, I did believe that you couldn't be gay and Christian and that being gay was something that was wrong, uh, some uh, wrong outlook or belief that you had about yourself. So I would have in those days shared the same view of Christian concern. But gradually over the years of my own ministry work, I discovered that nobody um, ex- uh, ever experienced change from gay to straight, and that trying to do so caused immense damage to the people concerned, uh, causing them serious depression, sometimes suicidal tendencies, all sorts of problems. And uh, I began to realize during the 1990s that we were completely on the wrong track and we needed to change our minds about this and indeed support same-sex partnerships. So you've, uh, you've come <clears throat> across people who have uh, attempted uh, to realign their sexual orientation. Yes, realign that was a heterosexual norm, as, as people think of it. And, and, ha- and ha- give me some examples, obviously, <coughs> without mentioning any names, of, of people, who, of how they were affected by this. Well, I, I mean, virtually everybody I was involved with in those days, uh, coming from mainly evangelical Christian backgrounds, came from a belief system which said you could not be gay and Christian. And so, never mind what you felt about it, you must not be a gay person. And that's the whole 
idea of even speaking like that about yourself was to uh, align yourself with a, a worldview that we didn't share. <clears throat> but uh, that was a, because of a particular way of interpreting the Bible and so on, and we didn't understand ourselves, and much less really the deeper issues involved. And we didn't realize that what we were doing was simply suppressing uh, a natural part of ourselves because it didn't fit in with what was acceptable socially or in our church lives. So you don't believe that, that, that change is possible, it, it's simply suppression, which of course it, it can be dangerous for someone's mental health and esteem, can't it? In, indeed, that's right. Not, one shouldn't uh, overlook the fact that uh, I think there is a spectrum of sexual orientation and there are bisexual people and that there are some instances where a person may begin feeling that they're heterosexual and realise that they're not, that they're gay, and the other way around. Um, but uh, well, more often than not, it's the case that they don't want to be gay because they feel that's not acceptable within their society, so they try to change. But uh, basically, I've never seen anybody really, really change at all. Jeremy, if you believed through biblical <coughs> teachings that being gay was uh, a sin, yep. how have you managed to get your head around being gay not being a sin? Well, uh, largely by being honest with yourself and uh, realizing through uh, living a Christian life and through prayer and your own Bible study that th a lot of those passages which we interpret as being anti-gay really are not speaking to the gay person who is intrinsically gay and uh, wanting a, a life partner with somebody of the same sex. Mostly those uh, passages are talking about uh, uh, promiscuity, immorality, using and abusing other people. And unfortunately, those passages have been quite wrongly and cruelly applied to people who genuinely love some of the same sex. So I think we just had to realize that a little bit more study was needed and a bit more prayer and a bit more personal integrity and being honest about who one really is. What do you think about this, <clears throat> what do you think about this bill that's being presented to Parliament today? Well, I just feel very sad that it's even necessary um, in this day and age. Um, I would have thought more ther more therapists would have been in tune with the, the realities of um, human life, but apparently it would appear from the number of therapists that have tried to offer therapy to overcome one's homosexuality that it is necessary. But great shame, I think. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not one uh, person who believes in too much legislation for things. Mm. At the end of the day, one has to be able to make choices in life, and um, but it, it, maybe it is necessary. Earlier on in the show, we uh, spoke to Dr Mike Davidson, who uh, was married, uh, is married, has children, but had, during his married life, had gay fantasies and acted out sexually with men. What about people like that for whom their lifestyle is problematic? Well, I think they, that, that is indeed a re very real situation where people have to decide what they most want in life, I think, whether they are gay and want to uh, come to terms with that, which means it's not going to be compatible with uh, perhaps married life and, um, and so on. And they need to be able to be honest with themselves and their, their spouses. Uh, I do meet many people uh, in this kind of situation who got married because they believed that was the right thing to do and later on realised that it didn't change them and it wasn't right. <clears throat> it's a very, very tragic situation for the husband and the wife and all involved, but I think a little bit of honesty and grace in, in the situation does help people begin to work out the best thing to do. But there are no clear-cut and easy answers to it. Jeremy, I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks very much. Pleasure. Thank you very much. It's Jeremy Marks, former uh, president of the organisation for ex-gay Christians, Exodus. Well, th 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 again, this expands it out a little bit. He did think that being gay was a sin, and then he kind of worked with people and spoke to people and listened to people, studied the Bible more thoroughly, and came to the conclusion that actually the Bible doesn't say it's a sin to be gay. Does that fit in with your religious 
beliefs. Can you, like Jeremy, be a Christian and accept gay people for what they are? And not think of it as, as, a, as uh, something that should be shameful. Not think of something that should be frowned upon and discouraged. 08459 455 555. As a Christian, something I'm not, uh, but uh, I'm keen to talk to you about it if you are, can you accept that some people are just gay? Some blokes fancy blokes and some women fancy women and, and that's that. Can you accept that? Or do you think that you can't be a Christian and be gay. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. And also keen to speak to you, um, straight or gay, but particularly gay people, if you think you can be turned straight with therapy. I don't quite know. It does sound, from what I've heard from speaking to Mike earlier on, from speaking to Jeremy there, it does sound more like a suppression rather than a transformation and suppression of one's uh, instincts and feelings, well, that's not sustainable, is it? And it's not particularly healthy. That can only lead to um, resentment, low self-esteem, self-hatred, depression, can't it? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. 81333. Start your text 3CR. You can also go to the Facebook page. Facebook, very busy this morning. Facebook.com forward slash uh, BBC 3CR. You can have your say on there. Lots of comments. Let's have a quick look at the moment. Uh, the things people will do for money. I am gay and would never want to change, says Wendy. Jason says people cannot change who they are. Straight, gay, bi, as long as everyone is happy in their lives. That's all that matters. Um, John says, best advice about this, best advice about this, be true to yourself. You love who you love, no matter what their gender or orientation. And isn't that, it's what it's all about, isn't it? It's like, it's love. Which surely the whole Bible is about love. So it's who you love. Should we be criticising people simply for who they love? 08459 555. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had a call from Dave in Luton to update us on Lower Luton Road heading west. That's slow between Cooters Endway and Airport Way. The A5 southbound slow around Mark Yates. The M1 southbound still struggling between 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for Luton Airport. And the M25 anti-clockwise is slow going between 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On public transport, First Capital Connect have replacement buses running on the Hartford Loop between Watton at Stone and Gordon Hill. Tickets are being accepted on London Underground and Greater Anglia, though. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. It's 8.16 exactly. It's Thursday the 12th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the M1 to four lanes. But now they've been bought by the council. A Hertfordshire MP is backing plans for an 11% pay rise for MPs, which is expected to be set out by Parliament's expenses watchdog today. Conservative MP for Broxbourne, Charles Walker, says it should be considered. In sport, there are reports that a Watford under-18 side have walked off the pitch during a tournament in Italy after suffering racist abuse. The club is expected to make a full statement later. If you know anything about that story, do give me a call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Counties Radio's Big Tour. Coming to towns and villages across beds, hearts and bucks. I like market days on Saturday because it's always a decent market. It's a huge trip celebrating all that's amazing about where we live. I think it offers a lot for the size. Lots of local shops, got everything around you need. All this week in Biggleswade. It's just a friendly little town. I mean, it's quite nice here in the square. People are lovely and there's everything that we need. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Biggleswade. Got everything you need here. I mean, I like the cafes. Local and vocal. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Morning. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> dearie me. We really should record these. Little... Well, this afternoon, in many ways, we will be recording the stuff that's not good enough to broadcast during this show. <laughs> uh, we're recording our festive um, slam down. What's it called? Festive slam down. Yes. Is that what festive it's called? Festive face off. Are we, are we introducing the, the, the round that I really wanted to do last year? <laughs> and boy, it was so successful we brought it back. <laughs> Was the wrestling round where we have to pin each other's shoulders down I'm for three not seconds? Wrestling you? Come on! No, come on, no. mate! A little bit of wrestling? No, like that scene in Women in Love? No. Oh, I know you have a history of wrestling people. I like it. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to allow you to to continue that with me. Oh, oh dear! I'll wrestle Catherine instead then. <laughs> Is that right, Catherine? It's very not right. There we go. Thank you, mate. It's very not right. That means yes. I think. We'll discuss it later. So we're recording that today. I'm looking do forward to it. you have brothers or sisters? Yes, I do. Brothers and sisters? Sister. So, this is where it went wrong. You see, you oh. needed a brother. Why? Well, my, my mother, she used to allow me and my brother, sometimes, when we were particularly boisterous, yeah. she used to allow us to take all the cushions off the sofas. Yes. And we could make a wrestling ring in the lounge. <laughs> and then she'd let us wrestle it out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. How old were you? Oh, young. Yeah. But we used to fight and uh, throw things at one another, so she'd let us kind of get all of our frustration out by having a good old wrestle. That's interesting, because my kid... I've got two boys, they'll be four and two in January, and and they are constantly just fighting each other. Yeah, boys do. Pinching and pulling. Let them get all all the cushions off. Yeah. And uh, and let them have a good old wrestle. I've got the boys on Monday. The wife's not in, so uh, all right. Wrestling. I'll, I'll do it. You can video it. Yeah. Be funny. I tell you what I do is I video it. and you know um, sometimes in, in like holiday camps they show recordings of horse races that you can bet on. <laughs> I'll bring it into work next week, and uh, we, we can have uh, we can have a little bit of fun. Well, maybe. <laughs> What's the age difference between your boys? Well, one's four and one's two, <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily go the way you think it's going to go. Right, the, the two-year-old. The, he doesn't know. He doesn't have any rules. Doesn't have any bound. Literally no boundaries. <laughs> no holes barred. Anything goes. <laughs> Anything goes. Biting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Really? Biting where you don't, where the sun don't shine. (laughs) They're they're boys. What are you going to do? I had a terrible trouble in the bath with them the other day. They're having a bath. And I uttered the phrase that I'm sure every parent um, uh, uh, utters, fears uttering. The youngest, I said to the youngest who's in the bath with the eldest, right, will you stop playing with your brother's willy? Right, no, right, this bath is over. And had to get them out. <laughs> thing is, how, how do you deal with it without causing problems in later life? That's the thing. I don't want them 40 years' time to be in therapy going, well, I remember my dad shouting at me because... <laughs> <laughs> so, you're missing out on all of this fun. Oh, gosh. Right, this bath is over. Out. Anyway, <clears throat> what's on your show today, Jonathan? Well, it's a serious it one It is today. a serious one on today, isn't it? Yes. yes, very much so. Has dementia affected you or your family? World mm. leaders at the G8 Summit have described dementia as a human tragedy. The modern-day plague. 
The Prime Minister, David Cameron, has pledged to double funding for research into the disease in the hope of finding a cure by 2025. Alzheimer's, the most common form of dementia, affects around 500,000 people in the UK. That's 62% of dementia cases. But only 45% of people with the disease in the UK currently have a diagnosis. Mm. Well, it's being described as the modern-day plague. It is a human tragedy, but I'm just wondering whether it is a human tragedy that's affected you or your family. From Nine, I want your stories on 08459 455 555. My grandmother has dementia. Right. But she's kind of very old. And I know that may sound strange, but in some ways it makes it easier to justify because you yeah. think, well, she didn't start kind of demonstrating that she had dementia until she was probably about 93. Right, OK. By which yes. point you think, well, she's had a very long life yep. and it, her poor old brain is just not keeping up as, as well as the rest of her body. Yep. Um, it's, it's dreadful, though. I oh, mean, it's awful. It really My granddad is. had it. He got it about 60. You see, this is where it must be even more yeah. tragic. When people get it young... Heartbreaking. It really is. And and the worst thing is, she knows... Mm. She knows that her brain doesn't work properly. Right. And she gets so frustrated. So some, she'll have good days and bad days. If she's having a bad day, then she'll be worrying about something, but mm. she can't remember what she's worrying about. Yep. And she keeps saying... Oh, I, I, you know, I, I'm f- f- being very tearful today because I'm really... I know there's something that I'm supposed to be doing or there's something... And I can't remember. My damn brain won't work, she says mm. things like that. And she gets herself in more and more of a state. And it's very upsetting to yeah. see because you think, you know, if, you, if you're lucky enough to make it, like my grandmother, to 99, mm. it would just be nice to enjoy your life. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Whereas she spends a lot of it worrying about things she doesn't know what she's worrying sense. about. It is terribly wicked. It really is. It's a wicked, wicked disease. I remember my granddad... Was- uh, quite early on when he would he would uh, have moments of clarity he said to my nanny he said Joan there's something wrong with me isn't there but I can't quite work out what it was and mm-hmm. it just broke my heart and he you know he, did, he quite quickly he became a different person altogether and yet sometimes and this is the this is the unspoken thing but anyone who's got someone with dementia in their family will tell you this sometimes it can be hilarious oh there are some fu- yeah, oh yeah there are some very my grandmother bits. the things she comes out with sometimes yeah. have everybody side splitting yeah literally i mean she's got this she's always had this thing about people's appearance and she comments on everybody's appearance mm. so uh i was in this magazine recently and i showed her the the, the picture and she went who's that man with that great big fat face <laughs> you know things like, it's very funny she just seems to she didn't recognize me yeah. she just saw a man with a big fat face so you have to laugh you have to find the, the kind of humor in it otherwise it is just too sad and too tragic yes. Well, from nine this morning, has dementia affected you or your family? Your calls, please, on 08459 455 555. I'm going to play you two jingles and tell you a story about my granddad that I could never say on air. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. My poor granddad Bill. Oh, I miss him terribly. What a lovely old man he was. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Now, people living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the M1 to four lanes. Now they have, in turn, been bought by Luton Borough Council, thereby securing the homes. Or well, councillor in charge of housing at Luton Borough Council, Tom Shaw, joins me now. Morning, Tom. Morning, Ian. This, this is good news. The council has come in and saved the day. Uh, well, he was on your show about nine, ten months ago, if you remember. Yeah. 
uh, we talked about. It's taken a taken a while, but we actually completed on the properties uh, last Friday afternoon. How much has it cost you all? Uh, it's cost us four point five million in the end. But the, that's what's cost uh, taken so long. The highways agency wanted six and a half million, if you remember from the old story. Yeah, and we said they weren't worth it. You haven't spent any money on them. Uh, there's been a lot of turn and throwing, and Kelvin Hopkins had to get in touch with the Department of Transport and the Minister. Uh, a few court cases were ongoing and all that kind of stuff, but in the end, everyone completed last Friday at 4.5. So, how do you? Th- what are your views on how the Highways Agency have behaved in all of this? Uh, same as I said to you before, I think it was terrible because they haven't done, spent any money on repairs, even four or five months ago, they still weren't going to do the sale to us. In the end, we both agreed, both sides, that we get an independent valuer in to value the property. So the district valuer came in, he put a valuation on them a lot less than the highways agency, but both sides had agreed that we'd stick by whatever valuation the, uh, the district valuer came up with. And he valued them at a lot less than the highways agency were valuing them at. What happens now, Tom? Because these homes, of course, were privately owned. They've now been bought by the council. Does that make the residents council tenants? They're not full council tenants. What's happened is the housing department, a lot of people don't realise, you know, there's a lot of rubbish talked about housing in the town. The housing department has got to operate a completely separate account from the rest of the council. You're not allowed to subsidise council housing with ratepayers' money. So what's happened is... The general fund, the rate fund of the council, has bought the properties. And the housing department will pay the council, the rest of the council, back as it can afford to. So the people who are staying in the properties are staying in at the same rent levels we were paying before, but the council's going to pick up all the repairs. That's one of the big... Uh, why we've got so much money off the valuation. Mm. The highways agency has spent no money on repairs. Each property wants quite a few thousand spent on it to pick you up to a standard what would be acceptable to the housing department. Of course, Tom, uh, some of the properties were lying empty. Can, uh, how will they be used? Will they help ease the uh, housing right. crisis? That's uh, one of the good results, Harley, because what seven, you know, perfectly good bungalows, you've got a lot of money spent on them because mm. a lot of them have been derelict for ten years or more. But uh, we're going to work started on them already and we're going to convert them so they're available to people we've got on our list with serious disabilities, with families with young children with disabilities, so they can move into suitable housing, which will release their houses for people off the general waiting list. And this must have been incredibly upsetting for the residents who still manage to hang on and stay in their homes, mustn't it? And all the credit to the residents, led by Fraser, it's been a joint effort, you know, Kelvin in Parliament, the residents had all sorts of judicial reviews going, and the council officers have been brilliant finding a way. Ran all sorts of little problems what came along over the last eight or nine months. But they managed to find a way around them all. And you say, boy, if it weren't for the residents all sticking together and saying, this is what we want. So turning out on Saturday mornings to public meetings and that kind of stuff, so we could discuss the problems, it would never have happened. So it's power to their elbow. Tom, it's nice to have a bit of good news for a change. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Tom Shaw, the Luton Borough Council, councillor in charge of housing. 08459 455555 is the telephone number.
Um, Ali from Wixom's an email. Good morning, Ian. You've said that some Christians believe being gay is wrong. So I wanted to confirm that some Christians don't think it's wrong to be gay. For me, the biblical message of God loving everyone in the world trumps any verse about whether or not it was uh, wrong or right to have a gay relationship. I also believe that other people's sexuality and what they do in bed is no one else's business but their own. And that since the Bible also says only God is allowed to judge, Christians should stop telling other people what they think is or isn't sin. Thank you and have a lovely day. Ali, thank you very much. 8.29, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We had a call from Dave in East Hyde on the Lower Luton Road. That's closed after an accident near Cooters End Way and there are queues in the surrounding area. We've had an update on the A1M southbound from Ben and Bob. That's heavy from Junction 9 for Letchworth now up to 6 for Wellin. In Chesant, the A10 southbound slow between Turnfold and the M25 Junction for Enfield. And the M1 southbound looking slow between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On public transport, First Capital Connect have replaced the buses running on the Hartford Loop between Watton at Stone and Gordon Hill. Journey time there is extended by about half an hour. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. People living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the motorway to four lanes, but now they've been bought by the council. A Hertfordshire MP is backing plans for an 11% pay rise for MPs, which is expected to be set out by Parliament's expenses watchdog today. Conservative MP for Broxbourne, Charles Walker, says it should be considered. And a 14-year-old girl walking to school in Luton has been assaulted by a man in a an alley. She managed to break free and run away. It happened just after 7.30 on Tuesday morning in the alley that links Beaconsfield to Crawley Green Road. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are reports this morning that a Watford under-18 side have walked off the pitch during a tournament in Italy after suffering racist abuse. The Hornets youngsters under coach David Hughes are taking part in the tournament in Rome this week and were playing the Italian side Latina yesterday. A video has been posted on YouTube showing the Watford team walking off the pitch. The club is expected to make a full statement later. Arsenal have qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League but as group runners-up after losing 2-0 away to Napoli. Here's manager Arsene Wenger. Second makes the potential draw more difficult. In the last four or five years, uh, we had always very difficult draw. Maybe this time we'll be a bit luckier. Chelsea topped their group after a 1-0 home win over Stoy Bucharest. Elsewhere, Celtic were thrashed 6-1 away to Barcelona. So Arsenal and Chelsea join Manchester United and Manchester City in the last 16. The draw takes place on Monday. Alistair Cook admits England's confidence has been hit by their two heavy defeats in the Ashes so far, but insists his side are ready to fight back in the third test and keep the series alive. The England captain reaches his 100th cap in Perth and says Adelaide and Brisbane are now forgotten. It's important that we don't look back. What is relevant to games, what we can control, is how we go about our business. We need to reverse that trend by putting Australia under some pressure. The basic stuff of getting more runs in the first innings, giving our bowlers more time off, I think, and put pressure on Australia's batters you know, with the ball as well. 
And Bedford School have four former pupils in the Cambridge University squad for this afternoon's varsity match against Oxford at Twickenham. Will Briggs will captain Cambridge alongside Sam Farmer and Harry Peck with Ilya Cherizov among the replacements. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It really is one of those shows... There's a cough there you can have. It really is one of those shows where it's all over the shop, and I love it when it's, it's that. Let's start with some of the lighter stuff. We're asking for the best uh, pop video, music video of all time. I genuinely think you can call me out, possibly Rio by Mike Nesmith, it's a corker, but you can call me out. It's so simple. It's just so wonderful. Um, it's um, Chevy Chase pretending to be Paul Simon and Paul Simon pretending to be a bodyguard. That's it. And it's great. What do you think it is? 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. You can text as well. 81333. Start your text 3CR. The best vid uh, is uh, Show Me the Wonder by the Manic Street Preachers, says Alf. The best pop video ever is Call On Me by Eric Prids. Prides, Prids. That is that the one. Is that the one with the? That's one with the keep fit class where they'd never get anything done practically, would they? That is a no. That is a, a lot of crotch shots. Whoa, Catherine! For goodness' sakes, watch your language. There what? are kids in the car on the way to it's school. It's an anatomical reference. I don't care if it's Latin. I, I don't want that kind of filth on my show. That is a classy video. That has got class. It's horrible. That's why you don't like it because you have no class. It is classy. Uh, uh, Jackie in Chesham also says Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer It was pretty clever It was pretty clever at the time But Rhubarb is better animated than that Henry's Cat has got better animation than Sledgehammer Isn't it? They're all wobbly Exactly Um, Oh, Monty says "Mm, That Sinead O'Connor video is good But Ian, the best Christmas tune is It's Christmas time Oh, stop it La 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 Christmas time, la 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 la. It's Christmas time. Why are you singing la, the tune la, wrong? La, la. I'm doing the, the harmony. Version. Doing the harmony. JD's been out and about. We'll get to speak to him later on to find out whether people uh, gave many comps to our song. Mm, I wonder Keep what that. the answer's going to be. Oh, for goodness sakes. Well, grow up! Uh, we'll speak to Justin about that later on, but uh, on to slightly more serious things. This morning we've been talking about MPs' attempts to ban a controversial therapy technique which aims to turn gay people straight. Last year, a Chorleywood therapist, Leslie Pilgenden, was struck off for malpractice, not for claiming she could realign someone's sexuality, but for the way she did it. She told us at the time that she was being punished for working within a Christian framework. Her case was backed by the Christian Legal Centre. Earlier on in the show, I spoke to its chief executive, Andrea Williams. It's absolutely possible to change orientation, to tra- to change actions, to align feelings to actions. Absolutely possible, of course Andrea- it is. Because this is the big myth. This is the big myth of the gay lobby. It's a big myth that we are born gay. Well, our reporter, Justin Dealey, has been talking to people about this. Morning, Justin. Hello, Ian. I just find this absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible, this story this morning. I mean, the, the, the idea of, of having a therapy or, or treatment to cure people, I just find incredible. It is incredible. In fairness to, to Andrea and the doctor we spoke to earlier on, that they are themselves are shying away from the word cure. But mm. they are saying that your sexuality can be changed um, to uh, the, the more comfortable sexuality of, of being heterosexual. Uh, um, I, therapy I, is a cure, isn't it? If there's something wrong with you, you go for therapy and you can be cured. So surely it is a cure they're talking about. 
That, that's certainly one interpretation. Hmm. Where have you been this morning? What have you been asking I've been people? I've been talking to people in Lucent about this. i um, been talking to gay members of the community, and they say the idea of curing them is, is highly offensive. Here's what John had to say. No, I think it's impossible to be cured because it's not, it's not an illness. It's, I, I think I was born this way. Um, I think it's ridiculous, and I think they're wasting their time. And I think, I think it's a slight, another form of, like... Um, discrimination because um, it's not it's not anything that needs to be cured and when you hear of people that say I can cure you come to me and you can be cured within in days or weeks do you find these comments highly offensive yeah I do I think because like I said it's it's not it's nothing that needs to be cured um, it's not a bad thing it's just the way that people are I mean as a member of the gay community do you feel a lot more accepted nowadays I or do have we moved on as a nation I think in the last few years um, I mean, I personally have never been a bit like a victim of like gay bullying or anything, which I'm quite grateful for. But I think we've seen less and less of it over the last few years. And just lastly, when you did decide to come out, did your friends and family take to that in a positive way, or did they try and convince you again that in actual fact you weren't gay? It was just something that you were going through, a phase that you were going through. No, everyone was absolutely fine with it. A couple of them said they already knew. My family have never treated me any different. My friends, it's just. I've, they were, they were all fine. It's uh, interesting what he says, isn't it? It is. I mean, John, of course, has got a positive story there. You know, when he told his friends and family, uh, there was no problem whatsoever. I'm sure you've got people listening to you right now that, that when they told their friends and family, it was a, a different story. But, um, you know, if you say to, to anybody who's gay, would you like therapy? I think you know what the answer's going to be here. Justin, we're speaking to you later on, aren't we? You've been taking the uh, Christmas hit of the year out uh, uh, to the people. Yes, Christmas time. La, 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 la. I've taken it to the street. And uh, you're going to find out if people love it or hate it. Christmas time. <laughs> I think I know the answer, Justin. Well, there might be some people who like it. You might be surprised. <laughs> you muppet, get out of here. Let's have a look at some of these comments about changing people's uh, sexual preference on Facebook. Um, uh, Mo- Monica makes a point. I think she's making a point. I'm not quite sure. Let's read this and see. If I'm interested in women, I am a lesbian. But if interested in men, I am straight. Right. So everyone who is straight should become potentially gay lesbian if someone wants to change their sexuality. Answer yourself. I don't know what that means. Um, Treen says, uh, Trine, I do not get it. Why on earth would you want to do this? I'm a Christian, but we're all different. Diversity is an essential in life. Um, some people, uh, Lynn says, it's to do with the X and Y chromosome. The Christians need to believe in science and not the Bible. Gemma then uh, contradicts that. There's no proof it's to do with an X or Y gene. Be careful which science you listen to. I think the difficulty with this is that there are people who genuinely want to change their sexuality, a bit like people who believe believe they are born the wrong genre, I think she means gender, and believe they can, and this then leaves them with nowhere to go, and everyone telling them basically they're stuck like that. I wish MPs would concentrate on something like improving our hospitals instead. 08459 455 555. Lots of points here. If you're gay, do you think that your sexual orientation can be changed by therapy 08459 455 555 I'd love to talk to you if as a younger person you have made efforts to change your sexual preference maybe you grew up feeling gay feeling a bit gay and thinking oh I don't want to be gay it's going to be really problematic and so you tried your best to change the people you fancied any success I bet not it's suppression isn't it and suppression isn't a particularly healthy way of 
of doing things. 08459 455 555. And as a Christian, what are your views on being gay? We've had uh, arguments from both sides of the Christian fence. Some saying it's, it's a sin and the Bible says we shouldn't do it. Others saying, well, actually, the Bible's all about love. And to be honest, it does accommodate homosexuality quite nicely. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Let's read one more from Facebook. Adam says, uh, the only reason people would choose to change their sexuality is because they've been brought up in a bigoted system which has led them to believe it's wrong to be anything other than straight. You cannot compare it to gender dysmorphia. Gay, bisexual and lesbian people can be true to themselves if the bigoted few allow them to. People with gender dysmorphia can't. They need the intervention of uh, medical science to allow them to uh, live as they want to. Does anyone really think that homosexuality is anything other than normal? There's a question. Let's put that out. Does anyone really think that homosexuality is anything other than normal? 08459 455 555. Got 19 minutes left of the show. So if you want to give me a call, I would get in there now. Stuart has texted him. As a Bible-believing Christian, I believe the Bible tells us we are to hate the sin, but not the sinner. I have gay friends who I love as friends. Ultimately, we believe everyone sins and needs Jesus who died for us as a saviour. Also loving the Christmas time la-la-la-la song. Not sure it's going to be added to our Christmas carol services. Stuart, you're missing a trick there. So, but Stuart, if I've got this right, are you saying that... Uh, hate the sin, not the sinner. Are you saying that being gay is, is the sin then? So you, you can like gay people, but you think that, that being gay is a sin. Is that what you're saying? I'm slightly confused, as I often am when it comes to the Bible. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number on the subject of the best um, music video. Darren from Dartford. That video was Benny Bonassi. Satisfaction, yes, that was the one where it was some um, rather larger ladies uh, using uh, power tools. Uh, Paul, oh, Paul has made it local and vocal. The pop videos for Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and McCartney's Mull of Kintyre were both shot at Elstree Studios in the three counties. Karen in Welland Garden City says, Take on me by Aha. That was a good video. And uh, NH from MK says, The best music video is Blurred Lines, the After Hours version. I don't know the song nor the video. I am an old man. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Let's have a quick look at the rest of the newspapers before we get the travel with Alice. By the way, if you were at or you know someone who was at that uh, Watford uh, under-18s game last night where apparently, apparently, the players walked off the pitch uh, due to racist abuse, could you give us a call and let us know what happened, please? 08459 455 555. G8 leaders, the Times say, promised to end tragedy of dementia. Uh, and wired up inmates to get cell phones and screens. New prisons are being built with in-cell telephones. Oh, so cell phones, they mean phones within the cell. And terminals to help inmates order meals and choose activities. So the in-cell phones are a standard feature throughout the newest jails in England and Wales. I don't think they're telephones. There's a bit of shock here, but they're not telephones that you can use to phone the outside world, are they? They're surely just to order your food and stuff. Um, in-cell telephones as well as allowing prisoners to maintain family contact. OK, we'll see, we'll see about that as uh, as it goes on. The Independent, look, great picture. Oh, well done, Independent. What a cracking picture on the front page. 
It's, um, um, what do they call it? The, the, the financial sector, what do they call it? Docklands, Docklands. Just poking out from the mist and the fog. Isn't that a cracking picture? Wonderful. GCSE results are mainly determined by genes. What? Genetics has a more powerful influence on pupils' GCSE, GCSE exam results than teachers, schools, or the family environment. I don't want to knock all the scientific research that has gone into that. What a load of old guff that is, surely, isn't it? The Daily Express, new jab to cure misery of back pain. Treatment is available now. A fast-acting jab could end the agony of back pain for thousands of Britons. The treatment that can now be prescribed after being approved by European regulators... Um, where's the mail? The mail's up here. Uh, danger in the GP surgery... And it's that uh, it's uh, Danish PM Heli Thorning Schmidt. Who knows who Heli Thorning Schmidt is married to? Oh, ah, ha, ha. what were you, what question were you going to answer, Catherine? Selfie. Selfie, yes. But who's she married to? Mr. Thorning Schmidt. Neil Kinnock's son. You're kidding me. Isn't that odd? So why is it not Thorning Schmidt Kinnock? Well, you know what these Danish women are like. I don't. Feisty. Oh. The, the, the Scandinavian women are very, very um, uh, independent and women's lib, for want of a better phrase. My, I like the sound of those women. No, no, you don't. My sister-in-law, my wife's husband's wife... Your wife's husband is you. My wife's husband's Sisters. wife... My wife's brother's wife... Yes. ...is Swedish. Your brother-in-law's wife. Thank you. But that my brother-in-law's wife could also be my sister, who's English. Don't care. What? What's the she's connection? Swedish and she's don't do nothing. Right. That's unfair. I, t- I retract that immediately. And by the way, good for her. I retract that immediately. But to, but come on. Don't Pe- do nothing. People fall. Don't in- do nothing. This is a show for another day. But women and men naturally fall into gender specific roles. Mm-hmm. That happens. That's right. a fact. And and how do you define those? Washing up and hoovering and cooking, women. Sitting at home watching television, men. Those roles, they are genetic. You cannot deny them. I dabble them. with a bit of both. What does that mean? me? We just, that's the other subject we're talking about, for goodness sakes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had a call from Mark on the M1 northbound. Lane 4 is closed just after Junction 11 for Dunstable after a van has broken down. Thanks for calling that one in. Southbound slow between the Newport Pagnell services and 14 for Milton Keynes. Also slow southbound between 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between 19 for Watford and 15 for the M4. And East Hyde, Lower Luton Road is closed after an accident near Cooters End Way with queues around there. On public transport, First Capital Connect have all lines reopened, but there may be delays on the Hartford Loop after earlier electricity problems. I'm Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thanks very much. 8.47, Thursday the 12th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People living near Junction 11 of the M1 in Luton have been told they won't be forced to leave their homes. The houses were bought by the Highways Agency when it was planning to widen the M1 to four lanes, but now they've been bought by the council. A Hertfordshire MP is backing plans for an 11% pay rise for MPs, which is expected to be set out by Parliament's expenses watchdog today. 
Conservative MP for Broxbourne, Charles Walker, says it should be considered. In sport, there are reports that a Watford under-18 side have walked off the pitch during a tournament in Italy after suffering racist abuse. The club is expected to make a full statement later. If you know anything about that story, please give me a call 08459 455555 or send me an email ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Take 48, let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We've still got some patches of mist and fog around, so something to watch out for if you're out and about on the roads this morning. Got a Met Office weather warning out. Uh, temperatures are rising quite nicely now, though, and uh, still feeling quite chilly underneath the fog and the mist, of course. Um, we'll see that clear at around 10 or 11 o'clock, but for many of us, it is a much brighter start to the day than we saw yesterday. There will continue to be some breaks in the cloud, I think, through the course of the day, although cloud never too far away. I think quite cloudy by the end of the afternoon. Staying dry though, temperatures between 7 and 9 degrees. That's 48 in Fahrenheit so fairly mild as we head into this evening and overnight. Locally possibly quite chilly at first but uh, turning milder as we head into tomorrow morning there'll be a lot of cloud around, a few outbreaks of rain perhaps at times and the low cloud persisting into tomorrow. Rather grey day tomorrow. Little bit of wet weather around at times. Quite a damp feel to things. Perhaps a few spells of rain. Uh, Mild though temperatures at around 10 perhaps even 11 degrees uh, by Saturday it's a little bit cooler but uh, nice and bright and sunny for your Christmas shopping staying dry too that's the forecast Ian every weekday morning from nine that's ghastly it's absolutely disgraceful don't talk about morals because he doesn't care about the man in the street the biggest local talking points I found out a couple of hours later it was a murder over the phone they phoned me up and told me I don't know why you're pissing on that man the JBS show I feel it's out of place in this country let me be really frankly honest with you local government and government are doing a good job ish I never call in but I feel so passionate about this topic the JBS show Weekdays from nine, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if uh, you want to give us a call. Last ten minutes of the show, lots we're talking about best pop video. Also talking about can you turn gay people straight? John's on the line. Morning, John. Good morning, John. What would you like to say? Um, well, you're taking a lot of a lot of gumption on my behalf. Um, I've been listening to you um, talking about the Christians and gays and all that. Um, I'm just wondering how they would feel about hermaphrodites. Because I am one, and I'm neither one nor the other, but I have both uh, sexual genitals, shall we say. And I find it very difficult, very, very difficult sometimes, um, because I can have relations with both, with no problem. Um, So their views be on somebody like myself. How is it... Bearing in mind we have young ears listening, so, yeah. so I have to tread slightly carefully. Yeah. Everything works, does it? Yes, yes, yeah. Everything works apart from... Uh, I can't conceive. OK, right, OK. And how has this impacted on your life? Uh, well, in years, um, I didn't know what, what I was. Um, you know, obviously, because uh, I'm a male on the outside... But I have female on the inside and uh, female uh, whatever, shall we say. Yeah. Um, this, must have been, this must have been very, very confusing for you, John. Uh, it was for a very, very long time. But, um, again, um, 
I, I spoke to somebody that wasn't one, but it was very understanding, and they said, you are what you are, and when you come to terms with yourself, that's what you're going to be. And I looked, and I thought very hard about it, and um, I read a lot more about it. And, John? And, it, and it's hard to find somebody that is understanding. But I have found somebody that is very understanding. I, I was going to ask, do, do you have a partner? Yes, yes, I'm actually married. Right. I'm happily married, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, it's, it's best of both worlds, if you like to say it, but although it's, it's not used as best of both worlds. So do you Because feel I am happily married. You're using the name John. I'm assuming you're married to a woman, is that correct? Yes, correct, yes. So you, did you have two to... children. Did you have to make the decision? I'm assuming... Are they adopted? Did, did I have to make the decision? Well, no, sorry, are, are the children, are, are they adopted? Because you said you can't conceive. No, I can't conceive, but I can produce. Oh, OK, right, OK. And did you, so did you have to make the decision to live as a man? Uh, yes, I did. I did. I, I must admit, I did try both. Yeah. And I enjoyed both. But being a man on the... More man than female, um, I decided to live as a man. Well, John, you asked how Christians would approach you. Uh, we've got Jack on the line. Jack, you are a Christian. <laughs> Yes, hello, I am. Good morning, Jack. What, what would you say to, to someone like John, who is, is a, an hermaphrodite? Well, uh, actually, um, I, didn't, I didn't quite hear what he was saying, but basically, before, on the line, there was, I think it was you saying that Bible accommodates, it's full of love, so it accommodates everybody. Is that correct? Uh, well, is that, what the Bible, is that what the Bible does? Well, if you read the Bible, the, it, you, it's quite clear from the Bible that um, um, it, it's a sin, you know, not being gay, but gay. gay. And, uh, and it's, yeah, homosexuality okay. is just well, um, um, abomination. Jack, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yes. We've got John on the line who's a hermaphrodite, but what that means is he has the genitals of both sexes. Yes. Uh, and he's had relations with men, and he's had relations with women. He is currently married to a woman. Yeah. What would yeah. the Bible say about that? Well, it's an abomination. And, and, and that's it. Well, it, it's quite clear. In, in, Jesus hates the, the sin. Obviously, he loves us, but what does it mean? You know, people just um, are, are led to believe that if Bible is full of love, they'll be good anyway. But, but it's just... So you're Sorry, saying you're, you're saying to John, who's on the line with us still, yes, okay. you're saying that John is an abomination, despite being born that way, having no choice in that in, in how he was was created, surely one of God's children, but yet he's an abomination. Uh, yeah, but when I think um, it's it's not right to say he has no choice. Well, he does have a choice. In his, he doesn't have a choice, sorry, in as much as he has been born, maybe you've not heard this, he has been born with both male and female uh, genitals. OK, so uh, I, I don't know that, really. I don't know how to... Well, as, as a Christian, what would your feeling be uh, on that be? Well, I believe it. So, so it's like, it looks like it's... Um, um, it's not normal, definitely. It's okay, not normal. Okay, Jack, because, John, because what, hang on a second. Let, 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 John, let John respond. John, you, you've heard what Jack has had to say there. What's your response? Hello? Hello, John. Yeah, what's your response? Well, my response is, I, I, I'm sorry, but if that's uh, being a Christian, I'd rather stay as I am, thank you. Um, I consider <laughs> myself very lucky that yeah. I am what I am. And 
uh, and I also consider myself very lucky that um, in the early days, my parents didn't go down the, uh, the usual line of choosing one or the other. They left the choice up to me. So I'm, I'm very happy, and, and if that's how religion is going, then I'm afraid people can keep it. It's not very, quite, it's not very loving, is it, Jack? It's not, it's not a very loving attitude to call someone an abomination. It's not a very loving attitude. Well, well, if we, if you accept Jesus as a creator, and 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 obviously everyone can be saved, but we're talking of, and and this cannot be saying what what uh, what how John was was made was born cannot be changed, and I and I understand that. But it's like so. Saying, can, so can, can John can John be to use your language? Can he be saved or not? Definitely, he can. He needs saving though for what he's going through. Well, he, he needs saving, definitely. But it's John, just <laughs> John, you need to be saved, John. I, I need to be saved, do I? Well, all I can say is, Ian, that if that is his God's doing, what his God has done to me and made he can keep his religion. John, can I ask you one question? The, the very first thing you said when you came on, you said this is very hard for me to do. Can I ask, yeah. why is it so hard for you to do? Well, it's, it's not something that you readily admit, whereas... If you're uh, a gay, uh, a lesbian, or a um, gay guy, you can come out and admit to it, and people will look at you with a little bit of disdain, some of them, and they they will accept you eventually. Um, In my condition, it's very hard uh, to be accepted because they just look at you as something like a, uh, a, 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 for want of a better phrase, a circus freak. Mm. Uh, But you're not, you're human. You've got all the human attributes you love, you can be loved. Um, but it just depends which way you want to, to use your love and use your body. You know, I mean, there are homophobes that are very happy. I mean, I know several that are very happy. I mean, it's not that uncommon. But uh, it's just to choose which way you want to use your body and how you want to go. Yes, the choice is fine. You know, but as, as far as that guy goes with his God, he can keep his God because it's his God that's made me like it. And I'm proud of what I am. John, I really appreciate your call and your honesty this morning. Thank you very much. OK, thank you very much, Ian. Talk again. Thank you. It's John there, being uh, incredibly honest. Well, there's a, 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 certainly a, a unique way to end the show. With a, it's, I, I, This is one of the things I love about doing this show, is because you have learnt to trust me enough uh, to, to be completely honest. And uh, I shouldn't be surprised by anything I get told anymore, but yeah, I am, because you keep coming and, and telling me and revealing more things about you, and, and for that I really appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We had a call from an accident from Mark. That's actually the M1 southbound. The lane 4 is closed between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for Luton Airport after a van has broken down. Thanks for phoning in on that, Mark. Southbound also slow between Newport, Pagnell Services and 14 for Milton Keynes. The N25 anti-clockwise queuing between 19 for Watford and 15 for the M4. And the A1M southbound is still struggling from 9 for Letchworth up to 6 for Wellin. In East Hyde, Lower Luton Road is closed after an accident near Coo 
commuters end way. And public transport first capital connect all lines have reopened, but there may be some delays on the Hartford Loop. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Apologies to Justin Dealey. Justin, we didn't get your report on the Christmas time la 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 song. I can only apologise. Uh, I will make sure it's the priority. It'll be the main thrust of tomorrow's show. Ta ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday morning. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in, has dementia affected you or your family? World leaders at the G8 